everybody. Welcome to CORE. Talking video games. That's what we do here. There's one job. We have one job. That is to talk about video games, uh, consoles, PCs, you know, end of year stuff, all that. That's our job. So we're here to do it. We're going to do it now. And we hope you all enjoy what we brought to the table. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And uh, by the way, a quick hello to mega YouTuber Lamar Wilson, who apparently is now listening to our show. Lamar, I hope you're doing oh. good. And thanks for listening. Uh, uh, just, hello, Lamar. We had a little conversation earlier on Twitter, and he didn't know we had this show. And I said, "Well, you should check it out. I'll bet you like it." And then, well, I guess we'll wait and see if he does. He'll he'll let me know. See? Let the rest of the audience know. You get famous enough. Yeah, we'll give you a special shout out <laughs> at the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, you get the likes and subscribes. Pfft, we got your back. We'll, uh, uh, yeah, we'll call you out by name. You just gotta you gotta do your part. That's right. Uh, we hope you're all well. It's uh, what are we a week and a half away from Christmas, something like that. Which means we're now in the thick of the uh, oh, yeah, not as much days. news as usual time, you know. And that's okay. We don't need news every second of the day in the video game world. Sometimes it's nice to just reflect on what we've got and where we're headed, and maybe what's coming in a few months or whatever, or what we're playing now. There's a few things, though, and we're just happy to be here. So thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed me and Bo last week on our commentary episode. Uh, don't worry. We're going to get some hot takes from John on some of the stuff he missed. That was uh, a great time, by the way. It was a great time. I really enjoyed myself that night. Uh, and hopefully we enjoy ourselves just as much tonight. So let's kick it off. So let's get right to it. Uh, before we get these hot takes from John, because I do want to see, I want to hear what you think about in particular, the Star Wars game that got announced. Uh, yeah. Did you see that trailer? I assume you did. I did. I did. I watched. I watched most of the show right along with you guys. I was uh, dealing with a baby that was yeah. crawling all over the house, so my attention was divided, and it's also why I couldn't be there. But I watched right along with you yeah. and uh, got to see a, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was good having your 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 quippy nat- uh, self in the chat room. That was nice. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second, but before we get to that, I just wanted to mention, I don't know why this keeps happening, but it seems like this must be just be Microsoft bleeding money. I don't know, but game pass went kind of crazy over the last seven to 10 days. And I kind of thought they were done for the year. I'm like, all right, well, they got to halo infinite. So that's out. Now they can just kind of rest on their laurels and have a, a nice strong holiday season. They're, they're big two games that and Forza horizon five are out. So they're good. They're, they're good. Maybe a couple indies, maybe. But they're kind of done, as, as best I could tell. They were not done, dude. They had a whole bunch of stuff lined up that nobody quite saw coming. It happened almost immediately with Serious Sam 3, which I don't think anybody was asking for, but there it is. It just happens to be on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Serious Sam as a series, so I'm not complaining. I just think it's funny that that was one of the games that showed up right after Halo. Um, and then one after another, we got the likes of Mortal Kombat 11 on there. Suddenly we have that aliens elite fire team thing on there, which I played some of, and I'll talk about later. Um, the gunk, which came out today, I think today, uh, the gunk. It, I, it's I, got one of the best names. One of my favorite names. Oh, it's great. Game. I played a ton of it today. I will tell you what I think of it, uh, a little later. And then a bunch of little indie games, some older stuff like firewatch, um, I forget. I'm doing this all from oh, memory. Firewatch is really good, too. I mean, definitely an acquired taste. You know, you have to be into the walking simulator genre, but I really enjoyed that story and the performances of the people doing it. It was really good. Yeah, those guys are, now they make that weird wind-up little handheld Game Boy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that called? The Crank It. The Crank It. It's called The Crank It. 
No, what's it called? I don't know. That's what I've always called it, and I think it's a better name. We talked so, about it like two weeks ago. We did. The Playdate? No. Playdate. Playdate. Yeah, yeah. Playdate. Playdate. Okay. It is Playdate. Nice. I kind of like The Crank. I should have called it The Crank, but whatever. Uh, you, you can't go back and fix your old name. Anyway, those guys uh, made that game, and that game's very highly thought of, and, and that showed up out of nowhere, and a bunch of other smaller games just showed up. And... Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a Transformers game, turn-based tran- Transformers thing that landed. I don't know what it is, but I thought of Bo as soon as I saw it, and I went, well, I should download I that. That's on the iOS, isn't it? I it's think a I saw different game. It's a whole oh. different thing. I don't know what it is. Um, and I haven't taken any time to, to like investigate other than I, I downloaded it. It's there kind of waiting for me. And I previewed a lot of stuff via cloud on there. Um, once you get a taste for cloud as a demo... Meaning you may not want to play an entire game via cloud. You can if you want, but you may not. But now that you can do that straight from the consoles uh, and you can skip the whole, well, I got to download this 30 gig and I'll be, I'll be back later, everybody, to check on my download. You can just get in there and go and all that, anything you do is saved for when you do decide, if you decide to do the full download. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like I, I, I think that may be my favorite part about it. It isn't so much that I can play any game I want on the go or on the cloud. That's cool. But what I really like about it is I get to demo this stuff in their full glory before I download them and decide whether I want to download them or not. And I've, I've gotten like into a game like an hour and a half of, and, and went, oh, shit, I'm playing cloud. What am I doing? <laughs> I should just download this effing thing because it turns out I like it and I'm going to keep playing it. I've been doing that a lot lately, just saving myself some time. Uh, but anyway, been a good week for them. MK11, Bo got it, but not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, plenty I to discuss there. Yeah, but instead, let's get a couple of hot takes from John. So uh, uh, now that we've had some time to reminisce or, uh, or or think a little bit about what this Star Wars eclipse might be, and knowing it's from not Quantic Quantic Dream, yeah, yeah, Quantic, yeah, Quantic Dream. Dream folks who brought us um, heavy rain and Detroit uh, become. No. Yeah, become human. Human. Yeah, is it because yeah. Detroit become human? I think so. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. The the Android deal, which is on sale everywhere right now. I noticed. Anyway, uh, among other games, uh, to oh, wait, not, is it is it that one? Yeah, yeah. Detroit, Detroit become human. human okay. uh, Indigo prophecy. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy rain. Uh, yeah, all, yeah. All all those games. So, uh, I will say this: my first impression of that was that I thought I was looking at video. At the beginning, those guys hitting drums. I went, oh, they're doing some FMV to, to give us a cool trailer for some Star Wars stuff. And they're using, you know, LucasArts assets. And it looked like video to me. And then uh, it started to uh, it hit me. Oh, no, this is like rendered. This is like a game thing. Now, it might be pre-rendered. I don't know. But that studio's known for, you know, getting a lot of power out of whatever platform they're putting games on. And at the end of the day, while I don't know a ton about the... Um, the high Jedi, what's it called? Not high Jedi. The high Republic. High Republic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about high the, Jedis, but it's uh, the era where they all just sat around blazing and talking about the force, <laughs> eating edibles. Getting, yeah. Getting they just super sat back and, and baked. Yeah. What if it surrounds us and binds us? <laughs> it's going to have the trade federation in it. <laughs> Yeah, the Trade Federation guys are in it, it appears. Uh, who, who else? I saw? Oh, you got Yoda in that typical uh, little hollow meeting room they have for the Jedi Council. That was in there. 
I was worried at first. Adjacent dude. He looked cool. That three PO guy. And there's a. It's not Cad Bane, but there's a Cad Bane race guy with an eye patch in there as well. And the hat. He's wearing the the cool brim hat. No, no, it's not. Those are called like the Duros or something like that. Oh, this this one's not wearing a hat. That's why I assume it's not Cad Bane. Oh, I thought he was wearing a hat. You got to take his hat everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like Indiana Jones like that. The drummers all look like uh, Voldemort's, I thought, which is kind of interesting. Anyway, any uh, any hot takeaway there, John, as a Star Wars fan? And uh, I mean, I guess my hottest take as a Star Wars fan is they lost me at Quantic Dream. I'm not a huge fan of their game, Ooh. so I, I was very excited by the look of it, and then I went, oh, it's a Quantic Dream game. Mm. Eh, we'll see. We'll see what reviews say. Um, I'm not. A, it's not enough to write it off completely. I've played. I played all of Heavy Rain. I played all of Indigo Prophecy. Um, I may have played all of another one of their games. I can't remember, but uh, by and large, I just don't. I don't particularly care for their games um, very much. I always mm-hmm. think I will. Yeah. Like the the ideas behind them always get me, which is why I tried so many. Um, but I feel like by the time Detroit Became Human came out, I was. I, it was like, no, I'm on to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it anymore. Yeah. I'm done. Some people and love that game. Did you? So you didn't play that game, I guess. I didn't play that yeah. one. No, that was that was by the point where I was like, you know what? These are games I always think I'm going to like. And then I play and go yeah, I feel very middling about that. Mm. You know, I don't necessarily feel like I wasted my time, but, you know, it's a it's a game that's hinging on narrative and I've never found their narratives insanely compelling. So, mm. you know, if if that's where you're hanging your hat, then I kind of don't know. You know, I, I you're missing the one thing that's the most important. It does look really good, yeah. you know, hard, hard to deny that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, it's definitely going to be a case of, you know, I, I'm going to need to hear what people actually think of it. And the, the other thing about Quantic Dream is it's it, they're a divisive bunch. There are people that will tell you Detroit uh, beyond human become human whatever it is uh is one of the you know best games they've ever played it was amazing you know mm. but there are plenty of other people that tell you you know it's not that good um so i think even if you go well i'll wait for the reviews they seem to be a company that you know with it being based on a narrative it's going to be very subjective whether or not you like it or not yeah the nice thing about star wars is that it's star Wars is kind of simple. (laughs) So you either nail that simple thing or you Mm, don't, Yeah, you know, and and so I kind of know what you're skinning. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the more universal like game. Everybody can go, Oh yeah, we all agree that this is great. Or we all agree that this is awful. Uh, cause you are dealing with their own, IP yeah. as opposed to somebody else writing their story. well together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like the I like the dude in the oil. That's cool. It's very Baron Harkonnen, you know, kind of moment there. I don't know what's going on there. And I don't know anything about the High Republic. I haven't read any of those comics. I haven't read any books about that era, so I'm I'm stu- I'm super stupid on on the entire thing. It feels like it feels like if you were making a fantasy comparison and Star Wars is so much fantasy anyway, but um versus sci-fi but uh it feels like like elves are in charge or some shit you know and i don't mean yeah, elves, elves but, everything's very fancy like yeah. it's before things in the star wars universe got dirty is kind of the way it comes across yeah yeah that's that's my 
my takeaway as well. Um, I think, I think, um, that's a definitely time will tell thing. I really liked, uh, heavy rain when I played it. Um, but I don't remember much about it, so I don't know what that says. And, uh, yeah, if it's a big sprawling single player star Wars experience, like I'm in dude, <laughs> like I but when, name the last time you got excited about a star Wars game, especially coming out of EA when they were just so covered in these, you know, microtransactions and everything. And, you know, redheaded Jedi man was the exception. I mean, I've been excited about almost all of them except that one. And then that one ended up being awesome. Yeah. That was the one that ended up being great right out of the gate. (laughs) You know, it's kind of a, it's been a weird thing, you know, battlefront. uh, I was super excited for, and then disappointed with, and then went back to later and it was phenomenal and really good. And uh, the, redheaded jedi game uh it does have a name besides that but that's what we're gonna call it yeah um that game i was extremely critical of i didn't think it looked good at all and uh turns out i really enjoyed that game it was that one of my dread. favorite games i played that year so i you know you never know you yeah. never know yeah. they they have a lot of hits they have a lot of misses did you see anything else in the presentation last week that you were like oh i mean i, Honestly, I got the, like, like space marine is all bow and i could talk about after they announced space marine 2 but uh and i assume you're a little excited about that you liked that oh definitely yeah yeah yeah. i i didn't play a ton of space marine um i played it enough to know i loved it and then i you know i dropped it for something else and then for some reason when i went back to play it it wouldn't work on my computer anymore and Mm -hmm. i just never went back to it because i couldn't i couldn't get it to run previously but now they've done an update i'm sure i could actually get to play it if i tried um, so I am excited about Space Marine because I, I just think that game, you know, speaking of games where it's a lot of misses and occasional hits like the Warhammer franchise, they, they they'll hit anything you throw at them. They don't care what it is. They'll swing and every now and then they'll hit something. And I think Space Marine's probably the biggest hit that I've played that they've yeah. put out. So pretty close. There's I some was, good strategy stuff, but I would agree with like main, like mainstream action title that that one definitely broke through, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And uh so I wasn't as excited as you guys were, but I was definitely excited. Um you know, I I think whatever the trailer was that came after that, I think it was Saints Row right after that. I was ready to watch Saints Row and you guys talked about Warhammer for the next two <laughs> or three trailers, I think. Yeah. So I wasn't there. Yeah. Um but I I did I did have a good time, you know, seeing that. Uh, like sometimes it's weird you watch these things and you get hung up on like the smallest stuff. Yeah. And like the thing that when I think about this past game awards that I just can't stop thinking about was, uh, that morning I had been driving home and that imagine dragon song came on the one that plays for our, I wake up to the sound of the something (laughs) to the ground. I'd make my bed and get out to the mailbox. (laughs) That's the one you've heard it. I, I, it's on the radio a lot. Uh, I can't even get my voice. He's like, (laughs) his voice goes really high. Yeah. That's great. So, I was listening to it on the on the drive home. It came on the radio and I was like, I don't get why people hate Imagine Dragons. I get why a lot of people don't, you know, might go, I don't like them, but I don't get the hate for them. They don't right? like the like, meteoric me, rise to fame. People don't like to me. They, they felt like they feel like like music vanilla. It's not interesting. Yeah. 
but it's not coming over to your house and beating up your parents in front of you either. Like it's just, it's there. (laughs) And like, that was what I was kind of thinking that morning. And then I watched the game awards with you guys and I got so excited because they brought out um, the composer uh, for yeah. Hades, who does Darren Corb, yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is oh, awesome!" Yeah, and then they brought out the singer. I can't remember her name either, but she's done a ton of music for them too. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! I'm so excited for this!" Yeah. And then they start singing um, uh, "Build a Wall" or "Build That Wall," whatever the song is called, which is one of my favorite songs from Bastion. Yeah, it's and great. Uh, I encourage everybody to go out. It's on Spotify. Listen to this song. It's really, really good. It is this sweet, beautiful sounding song that if you pay attention to the lyrics is extremely sinister because it's basically about another country saying, hey, you do whatever you want to do. We're going to come and take it all away from you someday. Mm. And like it's got a dark undertone and I, I, I just love it. I think it's great. And they start they start the song and I'm like, all right. And then Imagine Dragons starts singing yeah. over the top of them. Yeah. And I was like, did that throw you? Now I get why people hate them. Because if you're going to come into a song I like and start singing your stupid arcane intro I wake up to the sound of, of Jinx shooting guns. I made <laughs> the cereal. Now Fi's going to hang out. I got so mad about that performance, especially because it wasn't even good. And... I can't remember much of what happened on the Game Awards after that because every time I tried to pay attention, I was just like, "Freaking Imagine Dragons!" My goodness. Yeah, yeah no, really, I get it, really dude. Butchered that. They're from he- they're from here, so I'll take full credit for it. They're they're from Provo. They have nothing to do with you. It's fine. It's not your fault. Not my fault. But I, f- I have a lot of state pride, and when something if- comes out of my state, I feel like I have to defend it. But I'm not them. I don't really like them. My my wife's been to their concert. It was fine. It's whatever it is. They're fine. Imagine Dragons. It's fine music, but it's just not. It's not Darren. You don't put Darren Corb with Imagine Dragons and expect the da- the Darren Corb stuff is going to outshine the Imagine Dragons stuff. Oh yeah, every time. Yes. So is this the yes, song, again. John? Is this it? Dig my hole, you build a wall. This is the song. Yeah. Okay, this is the one. Just making sure I got the right one. Yeah, it's, it's a very good. good song. Yeah, I like it. And it, it's beautiful. And then all of a sudden they're freaking singing about the waking up to the sound. And I just like ah, made me so mad. Yeah. Um, and it completely erased a lot of the game awards for me. Um, you know, wow, I wanted, that one thing ruined the whole game. It awards really me. did. It really stood out in my <laughs> brain. Mean, it was just not great, but it, the game award, the rest were OK. Like I said, I can't I, I wish I had more of a takeaway, but that show got done. What about um, the Doki V uh, number? Oh, Lord. I hated that you, so bad. So, <laughs> I've, that's been bugging me this past week because I like uh, Pearl. Is it Pearl Abyss? I like, you know, Black Desert. I think they're talented. Sure. But the, oh. that, 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 that music, the K-pop kids number has stuck with me over the past week. <laughs> and I'm starting to think maybe this game's target audience might be pedophiles. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, no. I don't think I want to play this game. I, like, I don't like know if, if Korean television kids look like that there. So maybe maybe it's normal. But if not, it. I'm starting to think this game is like just... It was disturbing. It was creepy. I thought it was creepy. That moment was an uncomfortable moment for the show for me because I didn't know what they were about to do and they started showing it. And the thing I remembered was when we first saw the trailer, the first trailer for that game, we were like, 
are we crazy? This game kind of looks cool, right? Yeah, I remember. And so I said it in the chat before I knew what was going on. I was like, oh, this is that game. And I was like, I think this game actually looks really great. And then that started playing. And I was like, never before have I wanted to like wipe my chat clean faster than when I started seeing that that performance. I I was like, I don't want to tell. I feel. I feel not good about saying that this game looks good. I don't want to tell people I like playing that game. They might think things about me. Yeah, they um, might wonder. It it was it was an awkward performance, but I'm trying to think of things I liked from the game awards because I don't want to just bag on it. And like for some reason, it's just all negative. Did stuff you like the intestines? The intestines. Oh, uh, the big intestines. giant intestines murals. More like a snake, but it looked like someone's guts up on <sighs> screen all the time. That was weird. Guys, can I just be? I the the intestines I didn't really pay that much attention to. The part I paid attention to was where it looked like somebody had pleasured themselves all over the background behind him. It was just blotch art of white dripping down behind the host, and I was like, "Hmm." "Oh, I missed that." Uh, I know what he means. Somebody else pointed this out. Something else. Somebody else pointed this out on Twitter. Put up a a picture, and I went, "Oh, she," because because I don't think Bo and I caught it at the time. It was. Was that something. was the background. It was it was a lot of unfortunate backgrounds, yeah. we'll say. Yeah. Uh, and I also got really bummed that Lou Piero didn't win an award because I felt Lou Piero yeah, deserved it. Yeah, right? Jeez, that Kina won. Who cares about Kina? <laughs> Sorry, I know it's indie <laughs> developers, but no one really know it. Like, I didn't hear anyone talk about that game, like, at all. Like, just not at all. My expectation what is that game is probably great, but here's the thing. Sure, the, but we're talking about who won the award. I agree, and, and that made me more than ever realize that this show is barely about awards like barely like there's yeah. the, the actual time devoted to winning anything it's right in the name the game awards right but that stuff is so brief and even brief briefer more brief when they're doing the little like throwaway ones like here's our category for blah and then he sits there at the camera for a second doesn't even read the nominees and then goes and the winner is and then they just pick one from this list that we had to visually rip through real quick it, I don't think they give a shit about that. I think that oh, is pure addressing. There, um, there's other things where it's like, so Final Fantasy won best ongoing game. And then as they're going up, Final Fantasy also won best community support. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're, I guess we're just going to do two awards right now, right, right in this now. moment. Yeah, I think we can, this we is can a, squeeze another trailer in there if we don't have to give out these stupid awards. It's basically award, a so. three hour strung together bunch of ads. And I'm not saying that that's bad because most video game trailers, even announcement trailers, they're ads for what's coming just like a teaser is for a movie or anything else. We get excited about some of it because it's stuff we're interested in. It's why people like to cater ads to people because they respond better to things they're interested in. So that's all that psychology makes sense to me and I understand it. But I really think we just need to call it for what it is. That thing is a three-hour string of commercials and that wards are secondary at best to everything else they're trying to do. And I know it's not free. These things are expensive. I get it. Whatever Jeff Keighley needs to do to get the bills paid, you got to do what you got to do. But um, I'm I'm not sitting there. You, like, I, I think that's true of most award shows, to be honest. But at least with, like, the Oscars and other stuff, there's an attempt to make the awards the forefront of everything. This does the opposite. It's like backseat. Oh, yeah, right. There's awards. I almost forgot half the time. Also, yeah. three, hour, three hours is too long. What the what the f? That's just really stupid. That's Might stupid also long. be why I don't remember the latter half. Yeah, it was long, dude. Everybody I talked to, I talked to Garrett, and he's like, "Yeah, I fell asleep after whatever." And somebody else said the same thing. He's like, "I just couldn't keep up with it." And I th- here's my recommendation for watching that: watch it with a friend 
and laugh the whole time. That's what I did. I did it with Bo. It was a blast. We had John in the chat room, had a bunch of you here. That made it way more cool than I think if I'd have done it by myself. By myself, I'd have been like, eh, all right, well, thank you for at least letting me know that uh, Space Marine 2 is coming. But other than that, (laughs) not not really, don't really care all that much. I want to give a special shout out to the chat who said this show is often three hours. <laughs> Thank Sometimes, you. Sometimes. very productive. I, I would say not often. In fact, we rarely crest three hours here. We, we, we have come close. We've been like two point something before, but we don't usually hit three. And yeah, we're not full of ads for things. I mean, that's the No, key, we don't have right? any like, ads. Yeah. When it's Eclipse, Star Wars Eclipse, like I'm on board for the ad. When it's uh, Google Play has a subscription service. Uh, here's some funny graphics and the iStock photos. I'm like, Come on, guys. Yeah, that's annoying. Or, or let's uh, that whole skit about renaming the Xbox Game Pass to PC Game Pass. Like, hated that. It's dumb. Yeah, yeah. all of it. It just felt weird and contrived and not and not great. However, um, if this if this is the place where we now get our big reveals, I guess that's a, I guess it's okay. We still get a, we get plenty at E three. But the E three uh, ones are becoming maybe more. Call it the 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 Keeley Showcase or something. Like you know, let's not let's stop pretending it's a game award show and let's call it the you know game announcement. Yeah, show call it the it is. the the game showcase. That's fine. Do that. There you go. There's your new name. No need to have any awards. Forget about all that. You'd never have to ever say content creator of the year one more time. You don't it's ever a have to do boring. it. They should call it Game Blast. Game Blast. I saw Game Blast as their background, and it disturbed me. <laughs> I need to blast. go back and look at that. Somebody get a screenshot for Bo so we can put that one to bed. I want to. <laughs> Please, wanna, yeah, yeah. We need to show that around. <laughs> I have um, to see the jizz. Apparently, yeah, you need to see it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's that. Um, hey, Final Fantasy's new expansion is out. It's very popular. Um, there's a few factors going on there. One, it's just popular in general, and was before. Uh, two, there's a big exodus from uh, the previously uh, very popular World of Warcraft. And there's also just a lot of people like, wait, why is everyone talking about this? A fair amount of FOMO going on. It's having a moment, that Final Fantasy XIV uh, MMO. And as a result, and due to that popularity and subsequent delays, or sorry, not delays, queue times and uh, disconnects and just overall congestion, sales of the game, which include free trials, temporarily suspended. They are giving you can't buy the game. Yeah, you can't buy the game right now. Um, I actually think it's the right thing to do. It's hard to hear that, and nobody likes it. But you have to stem the flood sometimes. <laughs> it's the only way. To, how else are you going to do it? Like, there's no other real way to do it to to at least keep your current base happy. They are offering 21 days of free game time to subs, which I am right now, and I have not been able to get in that game. The times I play apparently are peak times. For MMOs this, these these days, and I can't get in. Just I can never get in. I got in once, just long enough to make a rock formation look like a penis, and then I got out. And that's the most I've been able <laughs> yep, to do. There you go. That's the most important thing you're going to do in that yeah, game. I got the most important thing out of the way. Um, now, as a result, I'll get this out of the way now. The my brain. I talked about this a little bit two weeks ago, but my brain was like, "Well, I need to play. I have an itch for an MMO. I'm excited about this. I can't get in." What am I going to do? And I bounced around a whole bunch of ones that already exist and some I'd never heard of and some I had heard of and played before. Everything from DCUO to freaking Champions Online I downloaded, like some kind of psycho. A um, whole bunch of stuff like that. 
And um, what? Why? Wait, why are we bagging on champions? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. I mean, I even downloaded Star Trek online. It didn't launch it yet because I ended up finding what I wanted. And we'll get to that in a second. But champions is playing 50 MMOs. These games are notorious for taking billions of hours. (laughs) Like I I just with what time I just did. I downloaded them all. I downloaded them all and thought, well, I'll get a taste and then go. Is that taste working? And if it is, that'll tide me until I can get through these cues. Um, fully, mm. fully acknowledging at the time, at least in my head, like, well, w- whatever it is, it won't matter because it'll be free to play. And immediately I'm going to shift back over here when these cues died down. Well, the cues have you're not con- died You're shopping down. for a consolation MMO. Kind of, yeah. A little bit. Because I've been doing that with ARPGs and Lost Dark and nothing yeah. quite Lost Dark. Yeah, exactly. So you're doing, I, that's a very similar path you're on that I'm at with, with MMOs or was. Here's the problem. I decided to, after, I don't know, three or four of these attempts, uh, I was kind of like, I'm just going to give up and, you know, let's go play Loop Hero for a few hours or whatever, right? Like, I just kind of running out of steam. I ended up uh, reinstalling Star Wars The Old Republic, which has been, which is, when it came out, I was huge for it. I even started a show about it. Didn't last long, but started. How huge? Um, I was really into it. I was super into it back (laughs) in the day. So huge, you wouldn't believe what you saw that day. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so, um, so I get into that thing and I and I install and play it and whatever, and it's free to play. So you know, since 2013 or whatever, it's been free to play. So no reason not to get in there and dork around. Um, and I started new characters because I did the Steam version. I've long lost my old like forever ago download stuff and and fob and all that. I had all that back in the day, and I didn't really care to pick up old characters. I just wanted to see what was going on. So I did, and man, I got so freaking sucked into that damn thing, like hardcore. I ended up playing, uh, initially I played a um, uh, bounty hunter to level 24, 25, 26, somewhere in that range, and loved it. I uh, was having a great time, but I had seen all that stuff before, because that's what I mained in the old game, or back in the old days. So I thought, why am I doing that? That's dumb. Let me play something I didn't play before. And let me play the thing that everyone said was the story du jour of that game. Like all the stories are really strong, but supposedly uh, the real, the, the two that get all the, the love these days is Sith Inquisitor and um, Imperial Agent. Those are the two that everybody yeah. says have the best stories and could make mm. Star Wars movies or you, know, you can make a whole TV series out of them. They're so good. So I thought, all right, I'll do that. I'll do an Inquisitor. I'm, you know, give me some lightsabers, double-sided lightsaber. I'm, I'm in. I'm make, making the assassin specialization in there. Anyway, I make that dude. His name is Gurpony because Gurp was taken. I think by me from way back. <laughs> yeah, then. you're competing against yourself. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Um, got that Inquisitor to thirty, so he's already passed the other dude, and I'm really hooked on that story. It's very good. And here's the other thing: that game's great, and they added a ton of like like uh, quality of life improvements to it. It of course runs great all these years later on newer hardware. And I think it still looks good. It's, it's like any, all MMOs look, start to look fishy. If you zoom cameras in too far. Um, so if you get too close to stuff in this game, you're like, Ooh, that texture, Ugh. you do that. And wow. You get the same thing. You do that. And um, uh, final fantasy, you get the, you get that real bad. So it's yep. not like a unique thing to it. But other than that, uh, I think it looks great. That's the other thing. I've forgotten how cool that game looks and sounds. The sound works amazing. Music's amazing. The VO is incredible. And it's the, I think it might be the best thing Bioware ever wrote. Like I like it that much. And I love, I love those two KOTOR games, um, especially the first one. And 
I really like Dragon Age, and I really like a lot of the you know top tier Baldur's Gate, top tier Bioware stuff. This is top tier Bioware storytelling. It's very good, and so I ended up getting just completely sucked into that damn effing thing. So anytime I check a Final Fantasy queue, I'm like, well, there's five thousand people again. I'm gonna go play Star Wars, and I did. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, I'm not even going to bother at five o'clock tonight looking to see what cues are like. I'm just going to go play Star Wars. Let's just get in. And I did. And I've been enjoying the living hell out of it. So I'm not saying that, nope, that's it. I'm done with Final Fantasy. I just can't get in. So I'm subbed. No. And that's the other thing is I'm, I'm enjoying it so much that some of the quality of life stuff that you get with a sub, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> these are nice features. That I, I actually, I would say, um, I think you're wasting your time if you're going to try to play uh, the Old Republic free to play. The yeah. amount of penalties they put on that game, unless they've changed it since I played, um, I, I to me makes the game unplayable. The only thing um, that they really I, left from that, I know what you're talking about. There's like a it used to be kind of a list of these things. I think the one that's still really in place that people hate is there's a hundred thousand credit limit to your money. Which may sound like a lot when you're level four. No, it's not. By the time you're level ten, you're like, oh shit, I just hit hundred K and now I can't. I mean, there anymore. were there were weird things. It was like you couldn't hide your helmet. Oh, um, uh, that's still like, in there, there too, was, yeah. There was a ton of stuff like that, which is important to me. Like, if you're gonna do a story based MMO, yeah. you have to be able to present your character to look cool. Yeah. And um, I, like that's important. If you're going to have a role in the story, you need to look good. And if you show up looking like clown shoes every time <laughs> a cutscene starts, yeah, like you're not going to have the experience that you should be going for. So I, I would actually caution people about um, trying the free to play version of the Old Republic. It might be worth it to see if you like the gameplay yeah. and if you like the way the game plays. Because I know Bo tried to get into it not too long ago, and he was just like, "This game doesn't play well." Um, if you if you're good enough with the way the game plays, then I would sub to it for while you're into it. Um, I think the free to play version of the Old Republic is still uh, extremely bad. I don't know that it's bad. I would argue that it does its job, which is it coerced me, not coerced me. It got me convinced that I needed to go ahead and pay because, yeah, I like those features. I wanted more money than 100,000 credits. I want to hide my helmet. I want to unify colors on, on a combination of gear that aren't matched. I want some of those features built in. Um, you know, that stuff that stuff is good and, and is I think needed for the full experience. So I, I agree with you there, but I think as a way to play the game and see if you like it or not without spending any money, it's perfectly suitable for that. You can get in, go, you know, the entire story is yours to play. If you want, uh, get in there a little ways. If you like how it plays great, you stick around and you belly up to the bar, which is what I did. Um, I have no problem paying for it for as much as I've been playing it. It's, it's totally, you know, it's a value that I'm willing to pay for um, it's in terms of gameplay and stuff, I think it's great. It plays as well as any other tab targeting MMO, in my opinion, like tab target a dude, get my rotation down the way I like it, uh, unlock some new abilities, use that shit on some bad guys. Uh, I like that. It lets you, uh, change the mission difficulty from story to veteran to, I don't know what the third one is, hardcore or something. Uh, I don't know if that was in there. In the, I don't think it was in the original, but you can do that anytime you want. So if something's too hard, knock it down. If it's too, if it's too easy, crank it up. Um, I like that a lot. And you don't have to do any side quests if you don't want to do them. You just go straight story, yeah. like Final Fantasy, just rip through the old stuff. 
And that's um, a big one because, yeah. like, for as good as their story quests are in the Old Republic, their side quests are awful. They're pretty bad. Like, yeah. every single time it's uh, because the, the game went fully voice acted. Um, so if it's a side quest, uh, typically it's an alien or a robot so that they have a reason why they don't have to record dialogue lines for it. So it's always <laughs> someone going, Ichuta bunga tonga, bororyo bunga. And you uh, you just hear that, and then they put up whatever dialogue, and then it's like, you know, hi, I need you to kill five things, cuz. And it's like, whoa, they didn't bring the writers into this side quest. It was a nightmare getting through back when you thought you had to do it, and uh, being you did. able to focus you had on to, just the story. Is, yeah, is and really to level, nice. to stay leveled and current for your next big story thing, you needed to stay, you know, you needed to have the XP. And so you kind of had to back in those days. That's all gone now. You don't have to do any of it. You can do some of it if you want. Some of it may give you, I mean, it's, it's a way to earn more money, obviously. And there's some that are okay. They're fine. They may be fetch quests, but you know, you're going to be in that area anyway, kind of wow style. Like, oh, well, I got to yeah. kill 15 beavers, but I'm already out there destroying these dudes. So I'll do the two things at once. So some of that still happens. Um, they let you hearth to your ship now. I like the very short cooldown on the basically Hearthstone equivalent in that game. It's like six minutes is all. So you're you're getting around that world is much faster and simpler. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just completely I'm, I'm enthralled with it. And now I can't wait to see what the... I keep hearing amazing things about subsequent big patches and expansions to that game and how great those story yeah. arcs went. Oh, it gets crazy. It gets so, it gets so insane. Um, I, I have, I'm not current in it, but I played through most of the infinite empire business that Mm. came basically right after the main story wraps up. Yeah. Um, and the Revan stuff, uh, appears. Yeah. And like that infinite empire business is, it makes the early quest stuff, um, look like they were just practicing. Like yeah. I, I would put it in the same ballpark as like when people go, uh, a realm reborn for final fantasy isn't its best foot forward. Yeah. And then heaven's word is such a huge improvement. I yeah. kind of feel like it's that same level step. Um, it was really, really cool stuff. I was, I was super into it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's just feels real good right now. So that's kind of where my, my biggest scratches have been itched given all these outages, but do we have a general take on like, I don't know, suspending the sale of the game is a, not a harsh move, but one that you don't see very often. Well, it's when you, again, I think you said it best with like, this is what you do. You know, the final fantasy is in a very weird place. They hit their highest amount of subs and logins in basically the, pre-expansion drought that MMOs suffer. Yeah. You know, that part where everybody's sitting around going, oh, when are we getting the new expansion? Mm -hmm. That's when they hit the highest amount of players they've ever had. And that's already weird. But then it happened in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) And they can't get the chips to create the servers that they need to handle the population. They couldn't handle the population in the drought. Yeah. And now they put out their biggest expansion ever, the big finale to the story. And you've got all those people that had been playing before that had maybe checked out because they were saying, well, you know, we're, we're done for right now. And you've got all these new people um, checking it out, whether they're, 
current or not, and you have no way to physically expand your servers beyond where you're at, and so you have to make a decision. Do we make this game playable for the people that are paying us a monthly fee and giving us money, or do we try and collect as much money as possible and give everybody a bad game experience? Yeah. And you know, they made the not financially smart decision, but I think as far as goodwill and favor, like they made the best decision for the players, um, which was you give them free game time. We're now at a point where they've given us more free game time than there have been issues. So that's nice. Um, they, well, they take away the free game trial. They did. Like- so you can't. So the, as far as the game trial, you can't, start a new uh, game trial account at this point. And if you're on the free game trial, you can only log in on off hours. So you can log in early in the morning or you can log in in the evening, but you can't log in during the busy part of the day if you're on the free trial. They're so Um, popular, they have to turn people away. And then they also uh, canceled their marketing for the game with the exceptions of, they said, deals where they're committed and it's a requirement that they have to so provide like an ad or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Grubhub. Grubhub. <laughs> yeah, Grubhub still got their, uh, still got their marketing piece. They, so. they made a deal. Yeah. Oops. Um, but it's, you know, it's not a great situation. Like, I mean, it's nice to feel popular, but I, I think but it's this the isn't same that time. Because, like, the best they can do. Because, like, there's, it's a, like a linear story. Like, anyone who can't play now can just play it later. You know, like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, there's, there's other games to go play, everyone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm assuming if they've turned it off, it's because, like, they've made the maximum money potential. Like, they have to invest more in the short term. Or they make more money not buying servers now and just letting those people play later. Well, yeah, some of that, but also they 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 somebody. Well, John, who'd you say you read somewhere someone quantified how much they're losing right now? Not losing, but the revenue that they can't get because of these queues and stuff like that it doesn't mean they're suffering. It just means you know. Yeah. So I I saw an estimate today that it was roughly twelve million dollars. Um, in lost revenue between giving free time lost from marketing lost from sales and all of that. So it's not something that you do lightly, you know, it's not something that you just go, eh, it's the right thing to do. We'll do it. There's like, not that much money for a company like that either. Right. I mean, it's eh. like, yeah. I'm assuming they've made enough already now. Well, they want to keep well, it though. Right. You don't want to, you want to keep like, growing. They must've, th- they like they must do a calculation where they have, they have like current capacity. So if they sell enough to fill out current capacity, I mean, obviously any company wants to make as much money as possible. But you could also be like Hello Games and just make a reasonable amount of money. Like they keep updating No Man's Sky and not doing X Packs because they've gotten enough money. <laughs> like you just don't hear a company say that, but they're probably fine. They're, they're, if they're doing this, they're probably fine. Yeah, well, yeah, they're and, definitely uh, fine. You guys do don't get to play now. You can play later. Final Fantasy VII just came out a year later on PC. You can play it now if you didn't play it at launch. Wait, That's, it did? What? It's, it's out? It's out? We Where? saw that at Game Awards. Yes, it's out on Epic. Oh, so that's confirmed. That happened? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might I need to get that. So, you know, I know I understand Final Fantasy is an MMO, but, like, the draw is always, like, the MSQ, the story. So it's like, well, that'll be there a year from now. You know, just play, play something else. Yeah. Well... Uh, no I guess deal. congratulations for their ridiculous level of insaneness. 
that they're having right now. They're having a moment. Congratulations to them. Final Fantasy VII Remaster is on Epic Games, and I didn't know that was for real. So that's cool. I might have to go get it. I, you know, I kept saying, well, that comes to PC, I'll play it. I was kind of hoping Steam, but whatever. I guess these Epic deals get made still, and you do what you do. Um, and that's fine. I play some games on Epic, but uh, does this include anything other, like in addition to uh, what was there for the PS4? I mean, I probably better frame rates and crap like that, but uh, it's got the uh, the DLC, the stuff that they put out for the PS5 release of the game. So it is the full complete package that they have eventually put out. Um, yeah. But the the big thing that people are shocked about is uh, seventy dollars for a PC game. Oh. That seems to be the big headline because uh, PC gamers are not used to spending seventy dollars for video games. No, that's high. Er, than I expected. <laughs> uh, this is a slight backtrack. I thought fifty nine, and we were then we were there. You know, I well, really did. It only affects people that have to buy it right away. Like That's I don't true. think anyone has. Like I, I mean, I kind of. I mean, I waited a long time already. I kind of. <laughs> Scott's like, I was waiting for this. I said I was going to get the remake when it came out. Now they want seventy dollars. Yeah, it'll go on sale eventually. You don't have to buy it now. Yeah. That's where I landed with it because I do. I do want it. I didn't play any of that extra stuff that came out after the fact. I really, really liked the seven remake. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, you it's both good. raved about but, it. But uh, I don't. I I can wait. I've already. I want to play it again. It. I need to get my PS4 yeah. back. I want to play it a second time soon. Well, there you have it. Um, what else? Oh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, you want to play video games in your Tesla? We all have a Tesla, of course, right? We're all driving Teslas, uh, all three of us. Uh, no, I don't yeah. even drive. Yeah, we got uh, Bo's got his brand new uh, Tesla Model Three. Uh, John and I are still, you know, still rocking. I got my Cybertruck uh, coming soon. I pre-ordered it. Just kidding. None of this is true. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, Teslas making it so you can play games in your car while you're driving if you want. That seems yeah. bad. It's on the dashboard, not the steering wheel. But right. Anyways, the, the news story <laughs> yeah. is the U.S. government noticed that, like, hey, why is there other games in the car? Yeah, they yeah. don't like that. So, <laughs> and I thought maybe, maybe there was a good reason to have, like, you know, if you're sitting in an intersection, and you just need to like get some Final Fantasy 14, and like you should be able to do that. Well, right. instead, no. you're gonna play solid. What if you're doing auction house <laughs> stuff? Like auction no. house stuff is important yeah it's really important that stuff um so what they're showing uh, for the demo is simple stuff like solitaire uh i guess when the car's in full you could run wild rift on there man like if you want to get in yeah i I don't know what it run that i assume it it might it's it's a tegra something probably terrible to play like leaning over your dash (laughs) i think you're kind of only one hand in this whole thing oh my gosh playing centipede here in this video Jeez, louise this is such that's such a bad idea. Yeah, people will wreck. <laughs> like, I mean, here's the. Oh, I just saw. I just saw Stardew Valley. That's a weird pick. What if it's a turn-based thing? Like a slate. Like you're like, oh, I gotta drive right now. Oh, and an no. intersection. Do you know how many times I've said, "Well, I can juggle this and this because it's a turn-based thing," and that's bit me in the ass. Like, it is not. It is not good. I thought I was so excited that I got into Legends of Runeterra because I was like, man. I could play this game while taking care of a baby. Yeah, right. It's and turn-based. I don't have to. I don't have also, to pay attention to it. Yeah. And I looked down at the. I looked at the baby, and he was fine. And I looked at the game, and I. I did my move, and I looked at the baby, and he was about to put something in his mouth and eat it. And I went, 
Well, that's the end of that. Yep, no more Turns that. out a lot can happen in one second and uh, probably shouldn't be in a car moving around when you're making that decision. So hold on a second, though. Like, they don't intend... Is it the autopilot feature is on and now you're playing solitaire? Is that the yeah, idea? Yeah, the idea is it's going to be... They're, they're also the self-driving car people, Yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so if the car is self-driving, I mean... Yeah, what else well are you going to do? Is what you're <laughs> you might as well play Legends of Runeterra on your car <laughs> computer. Well, why not do... Okay, so now here's a, here's a use case. I'm driving to Vegas. It's a six-hour drive. I'm halfway there. I'm in B. Are you or driving or is the car driving? Let's say the car is driving, but the way that the autopilot feature on those cars works right now, you still have to keep your hands on the wheel. You can't mm-hmm. just lay there, I don't think. I think that's how the current law stuff is working. So... Oh, that's off. So it's self-driving. Yeah, because people have already gotten killed by self-driving cars. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they just—it's just not perfect. It doesn't—it doesn't account for every possibility. I don't know. Not here yet. This feels more like a like. Look, there's always going to be growing pains, but there is a little weird morbidity when your growing pains are. Ha! Somebody died. But damn it, I got to play some solitaire. I do feel the well, human I'm hoping life. no one's playing solitaire unless it's unless it's solitarica. I then. love I love that it's 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 better if they're playing a cooler game than, than solitaire. Can you imagine you're in heaven like how'd you die? Well, I was playing solitaire in my car computer. <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention and died. Yeah, man. That's the worry. So I don't think it's a good idea. They shouldn't do this. I mean, or you know, if they're just doing it to say, hey, look what this car can do, fine, whatever. Like but it, there's no way like, this becomes when normal. we're there we'll know it and we'll go yeah it's fine yeah. like we'll be in a place where here's how you know when you need to put games in cars yeah this is the moment when we're all sitting around going man riding in the car is boring as shit yeah, yeah. like <laughs> just sitting here doing nothing <laughs> what a friggin' waste of time this is yeah. like i I don't even put my hands on the wheel anymore. Half the time, I just take a, a nap in the back. When we're at that point, then you go, well, what if we put games in it? Yeah. But yeah. we're still at a place where we're 10 and 2 most of the time on the car. We're not to games just yet. Not yet. Maybe the person sitting next to you who's bored and can't drive. That I get it. Okay. Make that car as entertaining as you want for all your passengers. Guy driving? Maybe should be driving. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to this t- stupid story. I hate it so much, but we're going to bring it up. Ubisoft is the first ma- major publisher to put NFTs in their game. All right, uh, wherever you land on the NFT scale, I know where I land. We won't get into that. I think it's a nightmare right now. But anyway, Ubisoft announced Ubisoft Quartz, an NFT initiative, that allows people to buy artificially scarce digital items using cryptocurrency. Uh, the announcement uh, represents the first AAA. 4A into NFTs as far as publishers go. Um, people are pissed. Um, let's see. Other major publishers like Square Enix and Sega have stated explicit interest in the tech, but Ubisoft is the first to actually release a product, albeit a pretty shitty one, says this Kotaku article. Ubisoft Quartz allows players to purchase digits. Digits are in-game weapons, vehicles, cosmetics, which players can acquire in a limited drops uh, or as limited drops and sell freely via crypto wallets. Uh, the program relies on te- Tezos, a proof-of-stake currency, which claims to be energy-efficient. Uh, that's dubious at the moment, but whatever. Uh, Ubisoft plans to launch Quartz in Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. You know, their big hit, Breakpoint, the one that really yeah. sold the best of their last uh-huh. run of games. 
I like that game, but it didn't. It was a it was a bummer that game as far as sales goes. It was not their biggest mm-hmm. seller. Anyway, <clears throat> the first three of these limited time digit drops will be free to players who sign up via the company's, company's app. Uh, they think that you know unique customizations, and they may be right about this. Like I actually think there probably is some sort of future where mintable exclusivity ends up in video games. I don't think it's going to be this way. And I hope it ends up being more like less about the money grab and more about the uniqueness. So if Bo's, let's say Bo's playing an MMO called uh, giant Charlie takes a nap. That's the name of the MMO. And you're running around and giant Charlie takes a nap and you're loving that game. And it's great. And you come up, you come across just a random treasure chest in a cave and you open it. What Charlie's nuggets. Yeah, for Charlie's Nuggets. You open it up, boo doo 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 and it's Charlie's testicle. One of them. You just get one. <laughs> okay. And uh, you're like, holy shit, these are like one in four billion is the chance of finding Charlie's testicle. And not only is it one in four billion, it's only one in four billion one time. I've got the, the only testicle in existence in Charlie's <laughs> Takes a Nap. So you are holding that thing and you've got it in your inventory. You now have this one-of-a-kind thing in a video game that no one ever will have but you. Mm-hmm. there's something very compelling about that, but that's where it stops for me. The co- the compelling part stops right there. And I say, yeah, that's kind of neat. You can kind of do this anyway without it being an NFT, but whatever the idea of, of true unique scarcity yeah. in a it's, game it's is a, interesting, right? It's such small thinking because I can take Charlie's testicle and I can breed it with Lucy's testicle and create a whole new, uh, George testicle son <laughs> and that's unique because there's these breeding games right where yeah. like there's horse breeding and stuff so like I'm breeding the testicles and I breed it into a Charlie testicle yeah and that's even more unique because it's hard to get Lucy and George's testicle no so I'm with like, you but here's the thing in this game the game designers decide well the testicles uh, petrified and can no longer reproduce so it is strictly a stone in your bag and nobody else can oh. have it it's 100% soul bound to you so if you've got this testicle and you're going through the rest of your game life you can have all the EP on the planet because but can I sell it for a, a hundred bitcoin that's where I don't like it or that's where things go shitty coins. that's where things go shitty that scarcity if it stayed within the game's system of scarcity, I think I'm down for some of these ideas. Yeah, but where that's going to happen. Because I know, the I know. reason people like the NFT is because they stand to profit from it. I know, that's like, why I hate it. There are two types of people that are into NFT. People that want to make a bunch of money off of it and a bunch of people that believe in some mystical vision of it that's never going to actually exist. Like those are the two NFT folks that are out there the because the cult. stuff that you say, Scott, that you're like, I'd be into this. You don't need an NFT for no, you're nobody right. does. You're right. And it, it, it's that's the part that's so uh, so ridiculous to me is because when people do come out like you that say this is what this is what would be cool. We could already have that. Well, I'm not arguing in favor of that when I tell you the following thing. There is an extra level of true scarcity slash authenticity because blockchain technology is a level beyond that. So, yes, a video game company like an MMO company can say there's only one sword in existence. I mean, basically, that South Park episode with WoW and it was was it like a fake yeah. NFT at the time. Nobody thought of it yeah, that way. Yeah, the sword of a thousand truths. Yeah, well, that's, well, that was what that joke was. There was this thing going around saying like... What if I I got this system that will provide you with unique items for your game? It's yeah. called SQL. Yeah. 
Like it was like this piece of marketing. Like we have this amazing product for you. You want uh, artificial scarcity. You want data that's searchable. SQL Server. SQL Server. Introducing the SQL Server. But that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Or data. If you that sword is more hackable, reproducible, fakeable, all of that without blockchain than than it is with blockchain. So what I'm in favor of here. Because the, the genie's out of the bottle. There's no stuff in this back end. The blockchain thing is happening across the board in lots of different ways. NFTs are just an aspect of this that everyone talks about right now. But it goes far and deep in a million directions and, and ways we, don't, we can't talk about here because we don't even know. But what I'm saying is the blockchain technology is this layer of authenticity that once you understand it, you realize it's a cut above all of that. You can't hack it. You can't duplicate it. You can't. Or if you can, no one's figured out how to do it yet. Like, it's very, very hard to do that. So I guess what I'm saying is no one's going to stop there. I'm not saying they're going to stop there because they won't. This is all about money. That's all this is. All right. Straight up Ubisoft. Why would they care otherwise? They don't care unless they think there's a bunch of money to be made. Uh, But if you're just a designer and you're like, I want a cool thing to be in my game and only one person can ever have it. There's something there. There's just there's something to that idea. See, that's the part, though, that I also get hung up on. And and maybe this is my deficiency, like especially when I hear so many people talking about NFTs and it's such a non thing for me is like this desire to have such high levels of authenticity for certain things, uh, most things just doesn't mean anything to me. No. Like, I really don't care. Like, if somebody gave me, and they're like, hey, uh, forget all the legalities and all of that, but if somebody was like, here's the Mona Lisa, you have it. And I was like, okay. Do I appreciate that painting because it's the only one and it's the actual one? Or do I appreciate that painting because it's it's art? Like, at some point, I don't care. Like, I don't, there are people that are hung up on it and it just feels like the biggest case of like EP I've ever heard in oh, my it life. Is. Like it is. I have to have the actual one. I, if I like I mean, a painting, I like valid, a painting. I don't care if it's the only one in existence. I don't care where it's been. I don't care where it's gone. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. is such a stupid thing. And it was a thing that maybe I cared about when I was younger. Um, I'll give you a good example. Like they did those uh, replica Frostmourne swords. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, that yeah. were expensive and you could bid on them. And if you got within a certain amount of the bids for them, you got a version where if you ran this like special coding device over it, mm-hmm. it gave you a number that showed this sword belonged to so-and-so. And mm-hmm. it was it was there yeah. and it was theirs. So I ended up with one of them that was within that. It Mine has a chip in it somewhere that if you run the stupid scanny thing, it'll say it belonged to John Jagger. Um, I don't even have the chip scanner thing anymore because I don't give a shit. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. I don't care if people know that that sword belonged to me. Who cares? <laughs> like, is the sword cool? Yeah. Is it too heavy to mount on a wall? Yeah, it's a real problem. I don't know what to do John, with this thing. John, that just sounds like poor people talk. It is. <laughs> Guess what? There's a lot more poor people in this world than there are rich people. And it's time for I'm people not, to stop I, I'm pretending poor, otherwise. I'm, I'm poor. It's fine. I'm on your side. But that we're literally saying, why do rich people value these things? And it's like, they're just... They're, there, there is that. But they, also... There's, there's the money people who like to play. You know, it's a value. It's a stat dump for money, basically. That's like, 100% true. And here's my overall 
overall take, and you've you've come to the John, you've basically described my whole problem with the NFT thing with all of it. It is all artificial scarcity. All of it is. If I sell some of my art, and some people have tried to sell me minted versions of my own art, whole different conversation we don't have to have here, but it's the weirdest ass thing to get emails from people saying, I have a minted version of your blue shell of destiny, whatever comic you did. Would you like to buy it so that you own the original? I'm like, dude, I have that eight layer Photoshop file on my hard drive from eight years ago. What are oh, you talking we're not about? allowed to do that. I was about to sell John some of your art that I made into <laughs> NFT. <laughs> is, that, is that, is that not okay? It's so stupid, <laughs> but here, here's what I'm saying. I just ripped it from your website. I hope you don't mind. Scott. Here, here's what I'm saying though. Like it, the, the idea that I could go and I could do this today. I could go mint something on the blockchain and put it up somewhere. Let's say one of my Fred and can drawings or whatever. Uh, the picture of can fear or obey can image. I put it up there and I say, all right, here we go. Give me some Ethereum for this. And it's worth, you know, 20 grand or I don't know, whatever. And it sells for that. What did I sell them? Complete fake scarcity. Cause the truth of the matter is he'll never have my original multi-layer uh, procreate file or the PSD I made from that, or this alternate version I have over here in affinity photo or any of the other digital sort of lockers. I keep this thing in. He'll never have the sketch layer that I keep somewhere else. He'll never have, uh, the napkin that I drew the original sketch on and then photo took a photo of and then finished my sketch in digital form. Think, He'll never have I that. I, it's all, it's I, all bullshit. It's bullshit. He has nothing of scarcity. He has a JPEG. I think, I think where it can become maybe a thing is depending on if social media continues growing as a thing. Cause the one thing I noticed today, like, um, you know, there's that reload. You guys see that sweet reload video of the guy reloading like vacuum cleaners and light yeah. bulbs and stuff. Oh like, yeah. Going TikTok around. guy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm so I'm scrolling the comments of his of his compilation tweet, and there, and some guys like, "Hey, this other Twitter account t- posted your video and didn't claim the credit." Oh no! And then like I go to that account and look at you know they posted the video, they didn't give the credit, and like a hundred people underneath are like, "You posted this guy's video. It's not yours. Copyright alert. Get the police." So like I can see when you post media to social media, yeah. having it verify, having the blockchain authenticated, showing you as the copyright holder could have merit in a social media world. That way when lad Bible on Facebook posts the billionth thing that doesn't belong to them, I'm barely on Facebook. And like they, I know they rip off everything in, in yeah, the there's universe. tons of accounts like that. Um, uh, you know, it was posting someone else's stuff, you know, then the Facebook police can be like, you know, excuse me, lad Bible, you're posting shit without copyright. Where's your NFT token? You don't have it? Okay, your account's canceled. Like, you know, yeah. we'll have the, the social media police. Like, I could see an ecosystem where this NFT business means like, like you take photos on your phone, you get, you get an NFT code because that's your copyright potentially. Maybe, but who knows? Maybe you took a photo of someone else's thing. I don't know how it all works, but but, you know. That, that's yeah. just a, that there's a use case I was thinking of today for but for, when he reloaded that toast did you properly credit the person who owned that toaster did you go to the blockchain and verify that that was the toaster <laughs> that belonged true. to that person <laughs> did you properly sub to iStock photo or did you download <laughs> right, it right yeah exactly like, yeah. It's, a, it's an it's endless such, game I know it's such yeah. a mess and it's such a like again everything's gonna stop at some point but like you just look down this rabbit hole and like we're at the top level, it feels like still. And I'm just going, it's already bad. 
and it's only going to get worse. Why is this a path we want to walk down? People always want to use the example of, well, everyone thought the web was terrible when they first saw it in the early 90s. And they went, no, I'm never putting a credit card on there. Why would you ever do that? And there's all this fraud and stuff. And it's true. There was a lot of that. But and now we do it. No problem, because we have protocols in place that take care of that. We have security that is now built into browsers and it's all, uh, you know, approved by by the entire industry before any of that stuff goes into work and encryption matters and all that sort of stuff. Yes, those things come with time. And yes, this NFT world will tighten up in terms of the fraud stuff. It will tighten up. But I still say there's a flaw at the core of it, which is this weird sense of artificial scarcity that doesn't actually exist. And if rich people need a place to just throw their money, I guess that's a whole other problem I'll never understand. But I can think of better places they could put it. You could put some kids through school and feed some people. I feel like that would make a bigger difference than whether you own some freaking weird ass JPEG monkey that looks like shit. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. some of these guys have spent like 50 grand for a bunch of recolored same, just duped images of that damn monkey, but all the different colors, whatever they paid. I don't know what it was. I just sit back and go, y'all got scammed hard. You got scammed yeah. so hard. I could do that right now in five seconds. You would have all, you want some alternate versions of some shit drawing I did five years ago? I can do it and I'll sell it for whatever. They just want the status. They just want to, they just want to buy the status or they want to invest because they think at some point it's going to be a payday for them. And for some people it will be like, there are people that are going to get money out of this. That's why it's taking off. Like these things don't become popular. Not everybody invested in GameStop because, you know, it was a big flaw nobody oh, was going to make money off that people made money off that, that like, that's how one. it happened yeah and a lot of people and, lost I think that's money over though it, it is it over. is don't go, don't, a good don't, example but, of horse shit it is but it's a, like, but it's a good example of horse shit because that was horse shit what they did there and they and basically exploited the system some people made a crap ton of money really fast other people lost a ton of money it's yeah. shit it's all shit so quit being and, shitty everybody be yeah. nice knock it off don't be shit that's what we're saying <laughs> Basically. Gosh dang no, it! Good I off, hate don't it. be shit. All right, uh, Ubisoft Court sucks, is what we're saying. Yeah, uh, we're I guess even- just one little tack onto this is uh, Stalker Two was apparently going to go this route with the NFTs as well, and they have announced oh. today that they are not. Going yeah, they to pulled be doing it. That. Fan backlash. Where they went, oh, okay, we're we're not doing it. They said, so we're not doing it now. I think there's a lot of people in game dev though, like because the Peter Molyneux came out saying he wanted to use NFTs for something as well. Yeah, he's making uh, a game with it something in there like like i think i think the technology is of interest but people are still it's a little too like the public temperature on it is not acceptant right now not for the most all. part no but they might have really genius innovative ideas that we just can't even think of that dude if one percent of the money wasn't tied up in the same eight people in this country or excuse me, excuse me, if 90, 99% of the money wasn't tied up with the same, you know, handful of people who could all fit in a freaking Winnebago and they had all the money, it might be different. If all of us were loaded and we we're all going, I oh, got to just do some dumb thing with our money. Sure. But that isn't how it is. This, if anything, this just underscores the inequity. And I'm not going yeah. like, I'm not, this isn't me going full hippie here. That's just the truth. That's where all the money is. Of course, of course, Elon Musk is super into crypto and everything tied to it. Why wouldn't he be? What else is he going to do? Fire penis rockets? Oh, that's Bezos. But whatever. They're all doing it. Penis rockets, E-peen, and everything's E-peen for the rich and famous. <laughs> and it's like 12 people that have all the money. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah. 
All right. I mean, that, that is what it is. Let's move on. Uh, I love Dear Martha reviews, and uh, we have a Steam review here, a two-parter from John. Yeah. Uh, this is for Ark Survival Evolved. Okay. You may know the game. You may have heard of it. Uh, it's on everything now. And uh, I've never played it. <laughs> but uh, we, we got a great review for you here. John, anything special here or just the normal old Ken Burns? No, we're just we're going to be doing two of them It's because it's a two-parter. So. All right. Here comes number one. My dearest Martha, today I present to you my review for Ark Survival Evolved. Martha spawned in the game for my very first time. Cried a bit since the game runs pretty bad, though I know it will get better, but it is still playable. Started learning controls and running around. Saw a big rock and thought, nice, maybe I can use this as a weapon. Upon closer inspection, it was dinosaur poop. <laughs> Thought I could maybe throw poop at other people or dinosaurs. Couldn't figure out how to equip poop. <laughs> clicked on poop in the inventory and clicked use item. By clicking on use item, I thought it would allow me to put it in my hand to wield the poop. <laughs> Apparently, it made me eat the poop. <laughs> Died from poop. Note to self, do not click use item on poop or other dangerous items. Yours in this life and the next, Tesseract. Wow, that's very good. That's I learned good. something about that game. I'll be prepared if oh, I Oh, yeah. Play. No, if you eat the poo, you die. No. Yeah. I've done, I've, I've seen that done. I haven't done it because I haven't played it, but they look like little round poo balls. And if you, I saw somebody who modded that game and then they put this video up on TikTok, but basically it was the guy had the poops. Was that it? Maybe it was Rust, but anyway, they gave the character the poops. So that character would run, and if the camera looked behind him, just a trail of shit for miles. <laughs> don't eat those. Yeah, don't eat those. And it made a great, it was a very funny sound. It had some kind of Benny Hill music in the background. It was wonderful. All right, John, number two coming at you. <laughs> my dearest Martha, I present to you now an update to my review for Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> update. A fellow gamer messaged me and complained that this wasn't a review at all and reported me because of it. So, specifically to that person and to anyone else who has no sense of humor, here is a review. Review. This game is fun. It has dinosaurs. It has poop. You have big poops and small poops. I can poop and my dinosaur can poop next to me. Or I can ride him and make him poop. <laughs> Game doesn't run the best, of course. Highest amount of frames I get is 30 with a mix of setting. But mainly everything on medium, with some ultra. Will you like this game? Yes, if you like dinosaurs, base building, and pooping. Stop talking about poop. Will I like this game? Yes, if you like dinosaurs. Stop talking about dinosaurs. Will I like this game? Yes, you can poop. Yours in this life and the next, Tesseract. Good. Uh, it's nice that guy came back and you know rectified his. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like how he's irritated. We're getting harassed about his not like his review by people. Mm-hmm. He just had to clarify, but he clarified with the same logic. Yep. Instead of trying all over again. Pretty strong review. He's uh, just like, let's okay, listen, guys. <laughs> you can poo. Yeah. Guess what? You want to? That poo? makes the game good. This, this is, is a good. review. It counts. Well done. Now this. 
games we played this week. I've said all I want to say about the old Republic. It's fun. I like it. Um, Halo Infinite played a ton of that. That game. Oh, I played good. that as well. Actually, oh, you did. I to put that on my list. Oh, I'm yeah. glad to hear it. How did the you, uh... actual proper campaign? No less. Yeah, yeah. campaign, campaign. Yeah. I how did you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I did a bit of both. I really like the multiplayer a lot in this, and uh, so when I would have single player sessions, when I would finish those, I'd just go and have a quick, you know player on player thing and it was great um that game is great i think that that campaign is cerebral and reminds me of old halo and i like how how spacey everything is and i think that game's cool i like it i like it a lot what do you think bo of that campaign yeah it it was it's all right it's all right i wouldn't wouldn't rave about it but it's not it's not bad um it plays really well but it's it's just still I only got to the part just when the open world started to happen. So, you know, I like it. It's fun. Like the shooting's fun. It's all the same old guns. Um, it seems too early to be really judgy about it. Cause that it's like, there's an extended intro to the open world side of things, mm-hmm. but it feels like halo. Like it's just unmistakable as a halo game. Um, I enjoyed playing it, but I quickly drifted off to play other things. I, I don't know that it really grabbed me, but, that's yeah. sort of standard for me in Halo. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's competent. And it just seems like another entry into that level. But, um, you know, it's. It's definitely that. That's fair. It's, yeah. it's good. And, you know, if you have Game Pass, right, you, that's how you're probably playing it. It's a download. You play it if you feel like playing a shooter game. If you haven't played Dune Eternal and you're playing Halo, I'm thinking you should go back to play Dune Eternal. It's much better. Um, but, you know, Halo's all right. It depends on what you're trying to get out of it. Like there's a pattern or there's a, we talked about this before John and I mostly, but we talked about the kind of pattern that is halo, like the, the combat pattern of work that guy down on a shield, lurch forward and punch him, start things off with a grenade. Everybody's shields are down. Like there's a, there's a rock, paper, scissors thing that happens in that game that I think makes it kind of unique in shooters. And it has always made it kind of unique in shooters. And I really like that rhythm. Um, I think that you're not wrong that maybe Doom 2016 or even Doom Eternal are, I don't know if I'd say they're better shooters, but they're just so different. Like, and they're, and they're amazing. I think the, the enemy right. types, like I think Halo's a little little on the dull side for me, uh, comparative. Like I think it's just, there's nothing exciting about it. It's the same old guys. Like you're fighting the little guys that go, hey, me, 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 me. And then, you know, it's it's like, I was playing this on a, against these guys on original Xbox. Yeah, the fidelity's up, but there aren't really any interesting enemy types yet. It's still early. Maybe there are going to be, but I find Halo's often just humanoid enemies. It's a little, it's always a little, falls a little flat for me on that front. Sure. But some people like that. So, I mean, that, you know, the people of Call of Duty, all you play versus is military soldiers. I don't, again, don't understand the appeal of a, a campaign. I get multiplayer, but campaign, you know, it's not very, it's just not very um, novel or interesting, you know, to, to be fighting the same, doing the same things like versus regular humanoid mm. dudes, you know, like it's, it's very generic. I sure. Guess. I think the open worldliness of the campaign is what's winning me over the most. Cause it is a more modern take on what halo has ever been about before. Halo is usually yeah. just corridor after corridor and you move on in a very linear way. The first act in that game is very much like that, but it opens yeah. up pretty wide after that. And that's doing a lot for me just mechanically. Um, I, I get, but here's the thing with Halo. I cannot help it when I walk out into some vista and the voices go, 
and I look up at a giant ring in the sky. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm in. Yeah, I that can, part's but. cool. The music's cool. I always like that the music's against type, right? Like you're having this crazy combat and you're just hearing choir. It, it, it fits. It's very Halo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's really good things about it. Like it's definitely worthy of praise. Yeah, um, but I just yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's solid. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I played a bunch of that. Been playing with my kids in multiplayer. That's been really fun. Um, doing some of that stuff, getting on teams together and trying to lay waste to people, and they're improving it, adding stuff. They they're gonna add a bunch more of that samurai stuff to their skins because those are really popular. So it seems like it's a, a good ongoing concern. Game I really wanted to get to today, though, that I played a, a bunch of today, and it just came out today, is the Gunk. Um, what is the Gunk? So like? the Gunk originally announced, I want to say E3 2019, may have been 2020. I don't remember. Uh, probably 2020, actually. Now that I think about, because it, it was all video. Um, it was announced at one of the Microsoft conferences, and they were talking about it being a, a, a day and date Game Pass game. And I really like the look of it. It's also the developers who did SteamWorld Dig uh, 1 and 2, all the SteamWorld Dig Ooh. games. And I really like the style they, they go for over there. This is the first game I've played of theirs that isn't a 2D game of some sort. Um, but the, their style is definitely there. Like It just feels like something they would make. And it's interesting because here's what the game is basically. It's not breaking any laws in terms of like, whoa, I can't believe this game is now taking everything to the next level. It's not one of those. It's basically a 3D platformer with one mechanic that's like this hand robot hand you have that acts as kind of a vacuum for the gunk itself. The gunk itself is like this really cool procedurally generated looking gross stuff that's found in the world. And you got to suck it up and remove it. Think Super Mario Sunshine jetpack water cleaner thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that, except right, you're sucking right. it in instead of trying to wash it off. And sucking it in is, I think, easier because it's you know you just kind of it's like a vacuum. Um, and that 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 activity, that mechanic, is actually really fun. Sucking in this stuff and pulling it out of the way. When you've done that, it reveals an area that's like a, you've done this in a million games. You've you've removed the the scourge or the curse or the the blight, and now whatever natural thing was there can do its thing. It's like that. So you've cleared hmm. it all, and now a uh, these these branches grow and now you can get to places you couldn't get before because it was all being held back by the gunk. That mechanic is there throughout, at least so far. I've been maybe two hours into the game. Um, and there's a lot of Zelda-style puzzle solving. So you'll, you'll be in a place where you got to pull a certain plant off with your vacuum hand and then that little plant ball you take with you and you have to aim it and hit this exact thing so that you can get to the next level or... Uh, you know, a series of platforms will do whatever they have to do. And, you know, think of like most Zelda games where it's like, well, if I do the bomb here and then I run over here and hit that just in time and then light the torch on time, then the cave door opens. It's a lot of like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You're on a planet that's very, it's like a, it's like a biome in no man's sky, kind of just a big, crazy alien world. You're there with this other lady. Who's the captain of your ship. You're also a lady but you're very stylized. You don't look like a, you're not like a mannequin lady. You're like a stylized steam world punk looking lady. You're just not a robot. Um, okay. There's a robot called Kurt <laughs> who, who's in your ship, but I haven't done anything much with him. I assume he'll make part of the story later. Anyway, it's, it's linear in that sense. It's not a big open world game. It's like, go to this, clear that area. Okay, cool. I figured it out. Now I'm on to the next space and do that. Um, very pretty. 
The sound and the music is really good. Here's my only hang-up that actually got better as the game went on, but at first it really put me off. In all the SteamWorld games, they're not voiced. They're all robot sounds like... And, and subtitles, right? This game has a voice cast, and they are kind of bad. Uh-oh. Like, not great acting... And I think the writing is just kind of trite and not great so far. However, it's weirdly getting better. And I don't know why that is because it started rough. I was like, ugh, you guys don't talk anymore. I just want to go do the stuff in the game. Please stop having story because you're not good at, at this. And it really bummed me out at first. But the further I got into it, the more I like what my character is saying and her reactions to the world, I feel are more authentic. I don't know if they just got better in the hmm. process of making the game or if this is on purpose like something's getting better, but it's still the weakest part of the game. It's it just it's just a little cringy, the back and forth stuff. And you're talking on a radio to your captain back at the ship the whole time. Not the whole time, but on mm. and off. And it's just a little, eh, I don't know. It's just a little low rent in that regard. And it made me realize, oh, yeah, I've never played a SteamWorld game where they people or people said anything. It's always been this, you know, subtitle thing so they can oh, get so away with it. like your introduction to, to the dialogue in this world. Yeah, which is their first foray into it. And you know what? You They made it a beautiful next-gen looking game. It's really pretty. This is an Xbox Series X and S and Steam and, and whatever game that's meant to be next generation or, you know, up to date. This isn't some old game that will run on your original whatever. Um, so it looks really nice. Feels really nice. Um I think it's a really it, it it says good things about their upcoming next 3D game that is back to the the universe of Steamworld or Steam Steamworld Dig yeah the Steamworld Dig World where it's all these robots again but it's in 3D and no, no one knows much about that game they, that that got shown I think at the Game Awards last week weren't we watching that I think we did yeah I think so yeah so it's these same guys and um, mechanically though it wrote me in hard I couldn't put it down it was if this show, show wasn't starting I'd keep I kept playing I was really oh, enjoying so, it. so it was really just fun to play like yeah fun you like the no. lawn mowing this is like cyberpunk space lawn mowing kinda it's not it, it, there's less of the sucking up the stuff than you think and when you do it it's not arduous it's not like a task it just feels it feels good and and the stuff's dynamic so it's like a kind of very next gen goop where it's pulling in in random ways into your sucker thing. And it's not, it doesn't feel pre-rendered. It feels like you're actually making, you know, procedural progress when you're, when you are sucking it up, it feels real. And so I, mm. so for some reason that makes it just feel kind of fun. It's fun to do, to suck up the stuff and clear an area. And, and, um, you know, it's, so it's, I hesitate to use the word simple, but in a lot of ways, the design of the game is kind of simple. It's, Get to the next area, do the stuff you got to do, get to the next area, do the stuff you got to do, discover a new place, do the stuff you got to do. And I don't know how long it is overall, but doing that stuff is fun. It's a fun process. And I would recommend it at this stage, even though even though I'm only a couple hours in, I would especially recommend it because it's on Game Pass, so you can just get it. Um, I'm using, uh, I got a code from the developer. It just showed up in my email and I was like, Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that's nice of them. That was really nice. Also for Xbox, but, uh, so it's a little weird playing a game that I put a code in for that I now own in perpetuity versus, you know, game pass game that may or may not stay there forever. I don't know if it's forever or not, but that's where I'm playing it. Um, and, uh, perfect couch kind of game. Uh, just a good, good little game. It's just cool. It's just a cool game. And the music's really good. It's like this really ethereal spacey shit I like. 
And uh, if the voice acting was better, uh, I'd probably be raving up and down about it because that's just the weakest part of it. It really pulls me out because it's just so bad. It's like, why do you calling me captain for? Oh, you don't like it when I call you captain, do you? It's just like a lot of shit dialogue. <laughs> Poorly acted dialogue. But like I said, the further I've gotten in, the better my character's getting. And the more I'm hmm. kind of into what she has to say about the world around her. So anyway, I'll talk more about it when I finish it. But I think I'm going to push through it. I really like it. It's okay, really, cool. really cool. Uh, somebody says it's like five to seven hours. Totally fine with that. That's, that seems about the length you'd want a game like that. Not to overstay it, but it's, uh, it's whatever. Um, the art style alone is worth checking out if you're into that sort of thing. So anyway. Yeah, the, the look of the game is very unique and very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a very unique, you definitely can see the DNA of these are the SteamWorld dig people. Like you can just, mm. I, I just get the feeling that the same art directors involved, you just do. But in the 3D world and just sort of how lush everything is and the physics of that world are really neat. It's, it's very, it's very, very cool. I like it a lot. Um, I, lay, I played a little bit of that Strike Team Aliens, Strike Force. What is it? The left for dead like thing but in aliens world where you're shooting xenomorphs and how'd you uh how'd you handle that because there were some people that thought scott's gonna be too uh too but too much of a scaredy to play this game that's what they said here's what's funny not scary at all um nice any more than left for dead is and left for dead i don't find scary either it's just so action oriented that it's not about tension or build up or you know pay off for that kind of like like alien isolation is scary as shit that game scares me real bad this game, it's just shooting stuff. And it, it it's super fan service because the very first gun you get, there's tons of guns to unlock, but the first guns you get are the guns from Alien Aliens. So it's that, or the, whatever they sound, you know, that unique sound yeah. that that movie had. It sounds so cool. And as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, that's from Aliens. Yeah. It's like, stow that shit, Hudson. It's just all those things are kind of there. Um, they did something I wasn't sure I was going to like, but I think I do like it. The prominent, okay, you know, in Left 4 Dead, the prominent zombies are the ones that just look like people and they're running around in bigger swaths and, and they're easier to tear down, but there's lots of them. Yeah. That version in the Alien game, Strike Team game, are the aliens from Alien 3. They're kind of kind of dog-like, yeah. So they're crawling on walls and running really fast and they kind of gallop like a dog does. Yeah. Those are those are your, your fodder uh, aliens. Then you have the alien, I think they're alien warriors, they call them, but they're like the alien one, you know, tall and, and upright and long limbs. You know, the one I'm talking about, like the yeah. big rubber suit yeah. one that those guys are one of the, the specials to fight. Then they're hard, mm. but they're right up in your face melee. You know, they don't do too much special, except they have a lot of hit points and they hit hard, but those guys are in there. And then they have this mm. one that looks like it's striped almost like a gray striped pattern to it. And those Tiger things are alien. brutal as shit. Those things. And then there's ones that I've never seen before, which are like the regular crawly aliens, except their heads are already bulging and look like there's just membrane between shell that's yellow and mm. pulsing. And in there is way more acid than the normal one. So they'll explode in acids everywhere. Um, not as big as like the big barfer guy in Left 4 Dead, but like, you know, same idea, sort of, but smaller radius. And there's more of them usually there at once. And then there's a spitter and the spitter guy, he does, I can't really equate him to a movie, maybe four, because four had a spitter, um, weirdly. 
and it goes way back and does it range this like uh, uh, acid spit and you got to just try to stay out of the range of that thing and go kill it. So they, they're taking from the different movies and bits and pieces and making them all kind of part of the monster list. And I didn't think I was going to like that. I actually really like it. It's very cool that they did that. I think, I think it works. Um, but if you're looking for something scary, it's not scary. It's very actiony. I like it more than this is going to ruffle feathers. I like it more than back for blood. Because Back for Blood is basically Left for Dead, and I played 500 hours of Left for Dead. Yeah, it's not hard to right. like things. This is, like, yeah. yeah, it's just unique Back and for different. Blood's not that good. Different, new, unique, and new looking. But it's running at like on my TV, 120 frames per second. It looks really nice. Sounds great. Uh, I've done two missions. First or the first two missions I did with AI. I can't join public games yet because you got to finish these these tutorial missions. But I played enough to get kind of a taste for it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's one of those. It's not going to blow anybody's mind. But if you're looking for a good co-op, like let's crank up the difficulty guys and go for the hard one and really see how this goes. That's what this is. It's one of those. And it's fine. Um, I haven't seen like a milky white hybrid, like the fourth movie yet. Uh, maybe yeah. that'll happen. I'm hopefully I get to push them through a tiny pinhole in the wall and get them sucked out in space when we're done. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it's very colonial Marines ish. You know, it's time to it's time to pull out the the aliens Marines again kind of style to it. The music's good. It ramps up nicely when you're fighting. There's tons of aliens on screen at once. You don't have any frame rate drip drops or anything. I played it on console. I'm sure it's just as good on PC. It's reviewed well on Steam. It's just it just kind of missed people's radar between Back for Blood and Halo and everything else. I think it just got ignored so hopefully having it on game pass will give it a new audience and people can try it out um i thought i think it's worth the it's fun it's cool i like it uh what else oh final finally bo and i both looked at this the matrix awakens ue5 demo deal that they showed briefly at the game awards and then that night you could download it i downloaded it and i'll be honest i was kind of blown away by that (laughs) I think it's rad. Um, I mean, no yeah. one's no one would ever dispute that Unreal Engine 5 isn't going to be great and adv- advanced and better and all the things that we've been promised about it. But when you take control of that camera and just float around stuff and go up to these buildings like way up high and see that everything's got an office behind those windows and some have lights on, some don't, like the level of detail down to the, a speck on the street that just got ran over by a tire that you can see the brand name of the tire on and then be able to pull back and see this giant matrix mega city. It seamlessly with no hitch, no load, no nothing. It's really impressive. Well, they did a good job of marrying the background to the playable game zone. Yeah. Right. Cause usually you can kind of tell this is the playable game zone. The fidelity is better. And then the background looks a bit painting ish. Yeah. It was definitely hard to tell where, playable game area ended and background was like it was really they they poured a lot of love into this demo at the very least yeah. like what do you think of the it, action it stuff because you did the did you do the first part where keanu's yeah 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 thing? i mean it was you know i mean it's a piece of marketing for for the thing right it i think there was some controversy whether or not that was a digitally enhanced metahuman but it was actual keanu and carrie ann moss doing a bit cringy at marketing talk like you know um you know marketing show sort of on stage like talk it's a demo but it was still fun like it was still good 
but then you can really tell when it's a, a an unreal human. Like I just say that uncanny valley, that valley is getting narrower. Like it, it definitely felt it definitely felt like the in-game NPCs when Keanu became Avatar Keanu and not move like actual real life Keanu. It was still pretty good. The beginning where he's sleeping by his keyboard looked insane, but that you can do a lot with lighting and shadow and stuff. So but that can. was that was him from the movie. Oh, I thought was that not. was a. Uh, I thought they. I I thought I, I read, don't think so. I think that's clips from the first movie. Oh, I thought maybe, I read. But that maybe that was fake. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I got fooled. Hmm. Well, that's the point. Is like it's. Well, way, yeah. I, there you go. If you can't tell, then maybe that's. But I, that is a scene from it. the first one where he's sleeping at his desk. So I don't. Oh, know totally. If yeah, for sure. Change. I thought they recreated it because some Kotaku or somebody said that they created it uh it says oh here it is uh demo might make you wonder which scene is real um trying to find it here when keanu is walking around like the room where his character and morpheus are standing by the chairs yeah that's all movie that's movie but they 3dified the the objects so so there was depth to all of it. It wasn't just like flat. I don't know how they did some of that. Some of that stuff is really something. But. Yeah, they, they probably meshed the polygons from the movie over top of the things or something like that. Oh, this is interesting. So listen to this. Uh, Matrix Awakens took Epic Games more than a year to make. It's expansive open world cities, impressive and dense. Here are some stats. 15.79 square kilometers of surface area. Slightly larger than downtown LA. That's crazy. Uh, 260 kilometers of roads, 512 kilometers of sidewalks, 45,073 parked cars, 38,146 of them are drivable and destructible, Uh, 17,000 simulated destructible traffic vehicles on the road, 7,000 buildings, 35,000 pedestrians, and 10 million unique and duplicated assets. That's I mean I it's just no nothing else like this exists in demo form. It's insane. I guess that was hard to notice because I just. I didn't play the actual open city that much because I was yet. Are they all unique cars? Like I just all thought they were, you know, you get 12 cars, you give them different paint jobs and call them 10 million, but really it's like, you know, five models or something like that. Well, in this case, the cars, they said they didn't say they were unique cars. I just said they were 45,000 parked, 38,000 drivable. Uh, I I never once I, I spent a bunch of time just floating around. I never once saw a dupe of anything, and I don't know if that just because obviously even in real life you're going to see dupes, right? You'll see the same red van that day. You just didn't really notice that it was right. Like manufacturers don't make unique cars. Like you know, right. you're going to see a um, Honda Echo, like a couple of Honda Echos in your day. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but what really got me is every window that is lit up in that in those seven thousand buildings. They all have offices and chairs and desks and shit in there. Like, yeah, but it, you know, it's the procedurally generated stuff because some of it's like, what office looks like that? Like, but yeah. you're not supposed to scrutinize it. It's probably supposed to be like a, you're floating around the city and everything at a glance looks like photorealistic city and you won't tell the difference. Yeah, I'm just it's used to like, cool. I'm used to like, yeah. oh, here's a bunch of fake reflections and none of those, none of those windows have anything in it. And none of these doors would actually open. And yeah, it, it's just, nice. Like it, it definitely. It's definitely cool. It feels like a higher fidelity thing. I think the thing that fooled me the most is when you're shooting the cars, the cars felt like real cars yeah. at some points when they were flipping around. Like you're kind of blowing the tires out from them and then they flip around and explode. And I'm like, that kind of looks like a real photograph of a car. <laughs> like yeah. the cars on, on, on the chase were what impressed me the most. When they're exploding, usually when things explode, they look at their most pixelated or like polygonal, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. Game effects. 
And somehow when these things are getting blown up, they look the most realistic out of everything. And I was like, pretty impressive. I think what it was was, um, for me, I just watched all the Matrix movies for film sack. And the what I saw in this demo, and most of it stuff I controlled, looked better than the effects work in all three movies combined. <laughs> like, more realistic. Yeah. They're, they're very plasticky looking fight scenes and stuff on that freeway scene, which I enjoy the freeway scene in the second movie quite a bit, but you know, it's this looked better. Um, yes, it definitely looked better than the movie effects, which was crazy. Yeah, like even Keanu animated in here looked better than Keanu in the second Matrix. Yeah, and being rendered, being rendered, being rendered in real time. You know, yeah. it doesn't take industrial light and magic like 15 weeks to render into a film or something. Yeah. So I don't want to like yeah. overstate or oversell this as like, you guys, we finally crossed the bridge into ultra realism. But this is a step there. It's not that, but it's it's a step there in a way that I guess I wasn't expecting. And also, it made it gave me all kinds of hope for like people who take this engine and they're not going for that big of a scale to blow all our minds. How much they can do from zero to to a hundred? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the forty to fifty range, the kinds of games we can expect. It'll be it'll be mind blowing. Um, John, you should download it. It's free. Just look at it. It's uh, on consoles, right? It's not a PC yeah. thing. It's, no, you say just downloaded, but it's a 32 gig. It's pretty big. Oh, yeah. But it's you're right. It, it's for it's, what it is. It's pretty big. It's a ten, you know, twenty minute experience, and then you're walking around open. City. It's still great. Like, yeah, but it's just, it's 32 gig. It's the it's the two it's the two Xboxes and PS5 is all you can get okay. it on right now. Yeah, but, I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, it out. apparently check the PS5 version had. I mean, it was the Xbox. One of the versions had some uh, during the demo of when you're fighting. There's one place where there's a slowdown in frame rate, but I think people are being nitpicky. Like yeah. I'm, I didn't have any of it. And it looked. My wife was like, "Is this? Like, what is this?" I go, um, "What do you think this is?" She goes, "I don't know. What city is that?" <laughs> like, it's a <laughs> fake one in the Matrix. That's what it is. And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, look at Did this." We ever find out the name of that city in the Matrix? They didn't um, give it a name. Megas. Who knows? I don't know. Isn't it just New York and they just think it's New York? I don't know. Yeah, because it's one of those things where you're like, oh, maybe they didn't give it a name because, you know, whatever. But I'm like, the people who live there would call it something. Like, mm-hmm. I live in... Matrix, USA. <laughs> yeah, I live in Matrix, <laughs> USA. <laughs> well, that's where I used to get my hard drives and memory. Matrix, USA. All right. Well, that's all I played. Um, John, you literally finished uh, in I Walker. Did. You're done. I mean, you're not done, but you you beat the you beat the expansion story arc for sure. How did how did it go? I did. So I've this was a nice breath of fresh air because I've been in just one game this uh, past couple weeks, which uh, makes sense. Um, I've been playing nothing but Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker, and it lives up to its name. It is the end of uh, it's the end of that story. Did you walk the end? <laughs> I walked to the end. Uh, literally what, walked to the end. What, what's at the end? <laughs> the ending. I mean, and here's the thing. Like, so there's been a lot of curiosity about this, right? Because how does an MMO end when it's not actually ending? Like, oh, we they saw should how just the, kill off your character so they can get new people in. We saw, <laughs> we saw, yeah. Then people can actually load the game because we can't play anymore. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but a lot of people are curious, you know, how do you, how do you end an MMO that's not actually ending? Like everybody knows, a lot <laughs> right. of people know how the Matrix <laughs> Online ended and, you know, 
But when this game is going to continue, there's going to be patches and there's going to be additional expansions and all of that. How does it end? And um, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to give away the story here, but I will say it is an ending. Um, there is literally there there is a screen where it says Finn. It doesn't say the end, but mm. it says Finn. Like yeah. you are, they are putting a stopping point on the story they've been telling, and they're yeah. saying this is it. Characters, the world, the people, elements might continue, mm. but this is the end of the story we've been telling since a realm reborn and technically since 1.0, but you know, considering you can't even play that chapter anymore, that's kind of mythos, you know, that's like a prologue that people talk about as a thing that existed. So, um, this is very much the conclusion to the story and it was very cool and it was very, you know, it, it it sticks the landing, you know, in a world where a lot of games, you know, even games I love very much like Mass Effect have had a hard time sticking the landing. Yeah. Uh, this game definitely for me stuck the landing. It paid off all of the uh, all of the story that I was invested in. Um, it had some very crazy revelations. Again, I'm trying to talk around any spoilers here. Um, it was very easy in storytelling. It's very easy to go in and think, I know exactly what this is going to be, right? Like, when you look at Empire Strikes Back, it's not hard to guess what they're going to pay off come Return of the Jedi. You know, you, yeah. you've seen there's this emperor that's pulling, you know, the strings behind even above Darth Vader. You know, Han Solo's in trouble. You know, all these things. And so it was very easy for me to go into this expansion and going, well, yeah, Shadowbringers really blew my mind, but, you know, I kind of know where it's going. Like, I know where the story's supposed to be. It's been about this, and it's been about this, and that's what it's going to be. And this expansion surprised me constantly. Mm. Um, it, was, it was not what I expected at almost every turn. And at times it was far darker than I expected. At times it was far lighter than what I expected. So there is some stuff. Don't say what it is, Scott, but I sent you a screenshot of some stuff that's in this expansion that I was just like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like there was a moment where I went, they have gone too far. The, people will not continue down this path with what they're doing right now. Yeah. And I ended up loving it. Um, it's really, really good. And it was a fantastic journey. I have the like, final I have the final dialogue. You guys want to hear this? Listen to this. This is the final dialogue at the very end of the game right here. Okay, spoilers. Here you go. Spoilers ahead. Here we go. Give it a second. I'm assuming it's a fart. Here it comes. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it ended. Yeah. It was really shocking. Matthew Broderick came out, mm -hmm. yeah, told I'd... us all to told, told us all to go home. That's how it ended. <laughs> but I, it has it's left me very excited for what's to come. You yeah. know, like that's the other thing. It not only put an end to the story, but it also made me go, "Well, what the hell are they going to do next? Like, what is the next game? What is the next patch? You mm -hmm. know, because uh, Final Fantasy is notorious. Like, and we've talked about this." When they put out an expansion, the expansion tells a, a story, and it's more or less a complete story. There will be threads that continue on past the end of it, but it's not like WoW where you get like a big setup, and then over the next two years, that story concludes itself through the patches that they put out. 
uh, in Final Fantasy, the patches either tie into those loose threads that still might be hanging or they start to introduce what's coming next. Yeah. Um, this game, more than any of the other expansions they've ever done, was definitely like this close. Like yeah. there, there are doors open, but they aren't really related to what we've been doing this whole time. And I mean, there there's points where they even spell it out. They're like, hey, look at all the stuff you could still do in this crazy wide world that we have. But what that looks like and where that goes, I have no idea. And so it's it was a great finale. And it also made me incredibly curious to see what comes next. Did they finally at the end get rid of the little potato race that I can't stand in the game? The little stupid. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. They're no. still around. They're okay. still there. They're okay. still. And you mean <clears throat> they're Final Fantasy's weird version of halflings? Kind of. There's little pixie looking freaking freak show, little potato heads. <laughs> I hate those things. Yeah, no, they're not good. They're bad. There's probably somebody, there's probably somebody listening that likes them, but they're they're truly awful. John likes them, probably. I think you like them, right? You like well, them. I mean, there's... John's got a bit of Stockholm syndrome. There's good things about Final Fantasy, <laughs> but you play any game long enough, and you think stuff that you don't like is better somehow. No, I mean, that I... was 100 percent right. They grew on me. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, call it I, Stockholm syndrome. Call it what it TV actually show gives is. You and, Stockholm syndrome. The number of like, TV shows that I've watched where I've hated yeah. the third ep three. The first three episodes and then all suddenly i like it in the fourth episode i think it's a psychological effect the number of people like i didn't like the show but then i watched a lot and i liked it and i'm like yeah it's because you watched it a lot yeah. yeah like you got used to it it normalized for you and it was you know i think that happens definitely in mmos i think like i, like I think most stuff. people in the community would say eventually you stay long enough to where you actually like lalafels i have although i have not played it or logged into it i have a lalafell version of myself oh my he's Lord. got a little goatee he's bald <sighs> i have it, it happens you Are just get called, indoctrinated and then you're in they're called lalafell like l-a-l-a-f-e-l oh lord okay does yeah. it make it makes it better for you, doesn't it? Oh, it makes it so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> right. I'd like things. to introduce you to our Lalafell community. Yeah. That's I'm part gonna... of the reason why I sent the pictures to Scott I did. Some of the pictures I send to him are just because I know it'll be something that'll bug him. <laughs> like I don't send him I sometimes I'll send him cool stuff in Final Fantasy is still part of the long standing dragon beef. Yeah. But usually I send Scott pictures of things where I'm like, oh, once Scott sees this, he's going to be annoyed as shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's did. the stuff I send him pictures you of. You did send me a dragon. It's funny because people might be. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I just played my dragon beef. Whoops. People might be dragon sensitive beef. about Lalafells, but like in World of Warcraft, gnome punting was perfectly acceptable. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the same like thing. hating gnomes was perfectly acceptable. But except I feel these like, are worse because when they voice them, oh my gosh, how do you stand it? It's just so bad. Like I almost no, wish No, no. Voices voice. in Final Fantasy are way better because they don't like gnomes are like, how do you do? I'm so happy to see you. Wow, bonkers. In Final Fantasy, at least they're just, they're just like, they're just British people. Like no, it's, you're, they you're don't right. have, you're they right. don't have weird voices. They're just British. No, you're right. It's, it's, I, it's the voice I hear when they run into a room and start waving at you. Like they'll run in there and go, like this, and I'm just like, I'm gonna kick you through that window, you yeah. little piece of shit. I freaking hate you. You better not kick. You can't punt in Final Fantasy 14. You get banned. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> be be good in that game. Um, all right. Well, be there nice you go. To other players in that game. Bo, tell Suck. us about Age of Darkness. I don't know what that is. Why can't I think of that? What is that? Um, it, you remember the game? There billions. 
Oh yeah, right. It's oh, new. So this is an early yeah. access game by the same developers. It's the same game, but a medieval setting. Right, right, right. Um, I never played They Are Billions, but it sounded interesting. So Age of Darkness is more my jam. I'm not big on zombie games, so I'm like, oh sweet, it's a medieval build the castle and and defend. Yeah. So it's a tower defense adjacent, but it is an RTS. So if you know how StarCraft works, it plays pretty much like Warcraft or StarCraft. Like it has the command card for buttons. You drop down. You have to you know gather resources. You have to build walls and buildings. And then every so often, depending on your difficulty, I played on easy. So every five nights, um, a horde comes to tear everything down and it starts you off at 60 but every age of darkness or dark night they call it uh gets worse and worse so on my playthrough which is about 10 hours i died to the horde of 6,000, and so they literally spawn 6,000 units from a, a gate to rush your walls and like what you got to do is you got to figure out you don't know where it's going to spawn so you, as you expand you don't know where you're going to put your defenses and then you got to like plan accordingly build up walls and 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 towers and you get your army it's basically uh, john you might be familiar with this you know the starcraft 2 mission the day of the dead or something like that where you know you turtle up and then go out to clear the map and the oh, mission yeah. ends when you clear the map it's I basically like that, that yeah. it's basically that the video game so during the other nights like the day it's easier you go out during the day you clear monsters level up your commander you have a, you have a hero unit and you pick up resources that way. So you do base building, you plan, and then you can go out at night and you'll get more XP, but it's more dangerous, but you can send your dudes out at night. You can upgrade your dudes. It's still in early access, so I imagine there's still a lot missing from it because there's only four unit types, uh, six if you count the siege weapons. I feel like they're going to add more. And apparently the Air Billions had a bunch of different story missions and stuff like that. So this only just has the, the a regular play mode. I really enjoyed it. I sunk like 10 or 15 hours into just one playthrough and it's, it scratches that Starcraft itch. So it's, it's that mission, the game. It looks like I will hate it um, because it's very <laughs> tower defensey and I hate those kind of games. Um, yeah, it is tower defense, but it isn't like build. You, you don't know which direction they're coming in. So it isn't like that's the only gameplay you do go out to slaughter things and you have to pick up resources and level up your dudes. So, so even worse because I don't want to, I, I hate not knowing where the shit's coming from. <laughs> well that, yeah, if you don't like that, then you won't like this game, but it is fun to go out and level up your dude and stuff. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I mean, it might not be up your alley because of the defense nature, but it plays more like, like a turtle mission from starcraft than like strictly strictly tower defense because it's just not the only thing you do in the sure, game sure. it's like that's the event that's coming so there's like mild attacks that happen every night well yeah. but really you're going out to fight things on the map and then every five nights there's a tower defense event but interesting meh. yeah uh, charm saying isn't there a game like that on game pass right now it's that um the mech one rift breaker yeah rift yeah breaker. i tried that too i didn't care for it too much yeah it wasn't my jam either but it was, um, but it was that, some of my yeah. same problems there's some people who really like that game but i, I don't know i can't i think it's because that controls more like an arpg and then mm-hmm. you have to move your guy around and drop it out like it this is like a mouse and command like it's like god you know, game it's yeah it's it's a star it's a starcraft age of empire style game yeah, yeah. So. that's a whole yeah the approach is very different uh but i, I enjoyed my time in there it was, it was good um the, the atmosphere is great in it 
next up, on, I have a big list. I played the Halo campaign. We talked about that. Yep. It was good. It was, I'd probably get back to it at some point. Sure. But um, I also bought another early access game, War Tales. War Tales. I think this was announced yeah. last year at the Game Awards, actually. And it finally went into, It's. I think it's an alpha. It's very early access. But um, any of you guys played Battle Brothers? Probably not. No. no. Um, but uh, this game genre, it's essentially, it's a, like FTL, like roguelike game. There's no set story or set characters. Um, it's low fantasy. So fantasy world, but no dragons or monsters of any kind. It's just other humans. And you assemble a mercenary band. And it's, it's, it's mercenary management. So you got to pay their wages. You got to make sure they're fed. They don't get sick. You got to make sure they don't get ambushed. Meanwhile, taking missions, you can steal if you want. You can be very immoral and steal and slaughter people. You can pick up corpses and feed them to your party if you run out of food. Um, so you have to feed them. The presentation style is great. The low, like it's got Witcher adjacent music. It's really nice. Um, okay. The UI is simple and clean. It's got like the the combat is like. Um, Divinity Original Sin, you know, kind of inputs or XCOM, maybe it's better ex- thing. And I, I didn't play it too much. I've only got a couple of hours into it, but it's essentially a roguelike. Well, the cool thing about it is when you're in the overworld map, like there are wandering mercenaries, wandering uh, like like the, the the king's police force. I think if this game sort of holds true, there will be independent nations doing like doing things versus each other that that you don't have a direct impact in, but that you can like the fact that one nation will go to war with another nation isn't really narratively tied to what you're doing, but it's happening. And then opportunities can arise from what's going on. Cause you're a mercenary company. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's all, it's just kind of the sandbox mercenary thing. That's sort of, it's its own unique thing. Um, I just, I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing it more. Um, not all the levels are in it and stuff like that. Would, you, just would you compare tactical. it to like uh, maybe a little bit of, I've always said Oregon Trails, like the original roguelike. Like you. it's it's something like that. The Battle Brothers is the game that keeps coming up. It's it's a it's a Battle Brothers is like this German board game style. It's probably not one that's recommended to buy, but it's basically a tactics game hmm. mixed in with Oregon Trail. But you can go wherever you want. Like you know, it's not just one linear path from left to right or anything. You can move. There's a couple of continents or zones and you can move anywhere you want and do anything you want. It just costs you food. So if you starve or if you lose fights, you'll demoralize your party and then maybe people will desert you. So you're really trying to be a good uh, mercenary manager as you do this. It's cool. I I need more time with it, but I really, I really enjoyed. um, It seems up my alley. Graphically, it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks really yeah, cool. No voice acting. I don't know if that's going to be something they're going to add in or not. It really should be added in because the game itself looks very cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is it? Is it? Yeah. A, it's an early access. You said that, right? It's early Steam? access right now. Okay. Yeah. I might have to check this out. I, this looks like my yeah. game. Now, this it's, kind of thing is totally up my alley. I love these kind of games. Yeah, just the overworld map's really neat. And, like, see that guy's walking towards some trees? There might be bandits. Like, I, I was like, let me go through the trees. It's quicker than taking the path. And a horde of bandits ran out of the trees. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Better not go through the trees. The forest is dangerous. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, like, roaming patrols. You go to town. You can pick up quests. You get, you give your guys crafting. Like, it's all very, you know, RPG um, RPG elements. But it's not, like, a specific story. So every playthrough is different kind of thing. 
I thought um, for some reason the, this was War the, Tiles, which is a totally different game. I apologize earlier for saying, oh, yeah, yeah War Tiles. I have that. I have. I own War Tiles. I still haven't played it yet. <laughs> War Tiles is cool. War. It's like a it's D&D thing, but this is or D&D adjacent thing. But this is um, this has this, the party management aspect, which I don't know if War Tile has. I don't think like, it but, doesn't. It's like more you, like if you run out of money and don't pay people, then you have no more army. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Won't fight for you. this looks great. Yeah. I'm going to have to check this out. I love when people have taken that FTL kind of idea and just applied yeah. new ideas to that structure it's some of my favorite stuff yeah. oh shit there there is like there was a giant rat in that trailer i haven't i haven't played that much of it so there might be some there might actually be some i think it's going to be low fantasy so you're not going to be fighting elves every second but there probably is some some horrors and some some, some things in that nature i'm gonna yeah, grab that looks this really cool yeah that looks um, neat yeah I, I i'm really into war tales um all right next up i got a big long list i got finally played the regular I played the demo Scarlet Nexus, so I played the actual Scarlet Nexus. Oh yeah, that game is good. It's good. Right? It's like um, it's like a poor man's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. instead of awesome cinematics, it's a visual novel in the you know, but the visual novel is really nicely animated. Mm-hmm. The characters are very anime. It's all about the relationships between different kids. I watched um, you play a little bit of this, and the thing that struck me. Tell me if I'm wrong or because yeah. I wasn't paying a ton of uh, attention. I just had it on as, as I was, you know, between cutscenes and Final Fantasy. But yeah. every time I looked over, it felt like somebody was popping up on the screen to interrupt whatever you were doing. Like right. It seems so- like there is a lot of like people just popping on the screen to yell or say something. Right. So so that's part of the fun. They're not really interrupting because the gameplay doesn't stop. It just clutters your screen for a very quick second. <laughs> yeah. But basically... You're you have psychokinesis and you can activate your teammates SAS power. So that might mean uh, it slows down time or you add electricity to your attacks. And when you activate them, the dude gets on screen. It's like, let me help you. And it's, it's just like it's like if you look at my camera, it's like, I'm here to help. I've got you. And then it just like goes away. But I never get sick of it. Like, like, I think the thing is, is it's a very easy game, but it's super, there's so much animation and shit going on that when you're playing it, it's like thumb candy. So I'm really enjoying it. The, the, the has, this game has committed two mortal sins in gaming, though, be warned. Uh, it's still good enough that I keep playing it, but these sins are bad. One, the music is awful. It's so it, bad. It's, it's so bad. It, it does. It, there's some parts where it's okay, like in the cutscenes, but when you're playing the game and it's like drum and bass with a sax solo, and I'm like, "Who made this?" <laughs> it's, no. like, it's like, it's like, it's just wrong. It's just wrong. They, I don't know whose idea it was. They really effed that up. The music is straight up. The music is so bad. It's so. It's still, but I still play it. It's still good enough to play. The other sin is it pulls the Dragon Age two bullshit of not having a lot of zones and then you know you go sending you back to the exact same zones uh all the time there's a real lack of variety and le- the levels themselves the ones they have are really beautiful and stylized but there isn't a lot of <laughs> there isn't a hell of a whole lot yeah. um so i don't know i'm still just enjoying it because i'm i'm far enough in that i feel really invested i'm in i'm in chapter seven of 12 or something like that so oh, yeah, you're past where I was. 12. Yeah, that's really good. I got maybe so, uh, four or something when I played. And the stories are different. So you can play as Yuitu or Hasane. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing as Hasane right now. But and then every now and then you'll meet Yuito and, and like it's part of the story. So I'm like, I think I kind of need to play as Yuito to see what happens with him. Yeah. 
there are some pretty badass moments. At one point in the game, you go to the future and meet old Yuito, and yeah. he looks like a badass cyberpunk samurai. Uh, like the the character design, like is is awesome. I love the really outfits good. and. I love this stupid science fiction. The science fiction is so stupid. It's, it's really like everyone dumb, has an SAS power. Those environments are cool. And the way you grab like a fridge that's on the side of an old beat up road and throw it at your enemies, that stuff feels real good. That's yeah. That yeah. Stuff. Like it's just like, there's always this crazy action going on. I mean, that's what sort of made me keep playing it. It's just, there's always something ridiculous to do and, and spamming all my buttons and it just feels good to play. And the story's like overwrought, but like it's overly dramatic and and so full of words that are just like oh my god, but it's just good. There's just some magic sauce to it that, that makes me keep playing it. So it's, it's a very good pretty. Game pass, it's uh, the kind of world it. I want to spend more time in. If it was less visual novel, because that stuff I don't like drives me nuts. Honestly, if they actually fix the soundtrack, this game would be just absolutely amazing. Like yeah. I, I, it would make me want to play it more. It is really good. Yeah, this the music you can I turned off eventually because it was so bad. Um, yes, so you can do that. Really it just makes the fight seem a little less epic when there's no other sound other than the fighting going on. But yeah. um, it's yeah, a, but it's, it, a but it's really game. fun getting learning to do brain crushes too. That's the other thing is like you can kill it with health, but killing brain crushing it means you can do an execute move that looks all stylish. So that's way cooler. Yeah, there's it's just fun. Uh, it, it's if they ever get to making another game of this, there's also an anime I'm curious about watching, apparently. I oh. guess it's tied into the launch of an anime called Scarlet Nexus. Twelve episodes is available somewhere. I didn't so, know that. Because there's a, there's a girl at the restaurant, Hasanabi's or something like that, where you can give her codes by watching the episodes. And then you get free loot. Oh, but, really? Ooh, I didn't but know that. I just looked. I just looked up the free codes. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Scarlet X is really good. It's a poor. If you have, if you can play Final Fantasy VII remake, just play that. But it's yeah. a good poor man. Yeah. So that they, Scott, they, if you play Scarlet Nexus, you have a sense of what Final Fantasy VII is like. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, with I, a I, higher I a, production value and yes. much better soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack yes. obviously a lot better. But yeah, the the kind of combat it, it absolutely reminded me of what I was seeing from Final Fantasy VII remake, yeah. and that got me excited because that's the best part of the game. It's all the other stuff that really pushed me off of it. But um, I expect some Yoshi P equivalent who runs music over at. Uh, Bandai Namco to do an apology video one day for how bad that shit music is. I hope they do it. I want to watch that live stream because somebody it's terrible. Who, who was somebody who was chatting though says this game's like Tale of Arise. I haven't played Tale of Arise, but that was heralded as being really good. So it makes me extra curious now because I liked this so much. Maybe I'd really enjoy Tales of Arise. That's what that won the uh, best RPG last week for. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe. I hope it goes to Game Pass. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to buy it, and it'll be on Game Pass when I find. Yeah, that's how it works. Buy it because I want to play it. So yeah, like Mortal, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat 11. Here, tell us about that because that's on Game Pass. But right. You so it. I bought it the day before I found out it was on Game Pass. Um, the complete collection is on sale for like twenty six dollars Canadian, something like that. So I was like, oh, let me pick that up. Um, I just started it, so I don't have much to say. Maybe more next week, but the campaign so far is hilarious like it's it's like renting a movie like i'm just it's like the stupidest movie in the universe that's good it's most stupid but that's why it's amazing right which is like other realm is or what is it earth realm is attacking nether realm oh no you can't do that and then it's a fight i don't know it's yeah it's yeah it is. It continues the ridiculous tradition of fighting over the most trivial things nothing quite as trivial as 
I bumped into you and I think you're kind of a jerk. So now we're going to just do moves where we're snapping each other's arms and limbs because you mildly <laughs> offended me. Yeah. But it's still right in that ballpark. Um, sure. the, the Mortal Kombat story modes are just yeah. a true treasure to mankind. I yeah, feel right. Like. It's like Chronica comes. It's like we, we killed the bad guy. Shit out. And Chronica's like, that's not the way the universe is supposed to be. I don't like that. So now I'm going to be the bad guy and set everything right. Like, it's just. Like it's just normal, you know. Like the key, what is the keeper? What is going on? I don't know. It's it's Western anime, if you ask me. That's what it reminds me of. It's like our yeah, actually, yes, it's a very good description of Mortal Kombat lore. Western anime, like stuff just happens. There's evil Liu Kang, but then the Liu Kang from the past comes to the future, and he's back to normal again. Like it's just like okay, (laughs) just anything goes, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, honestly. You know, as an excuse to get to the the actual combat and learn how the game works it's pretty well done it's pretty yeah well plus done. you got terminator robocop uh freddy you got all the dumb characters yeah i mean i'll get limited use out of it i don't think i'll be actually playing it online with people or yeah i'll probably just play the campaign and watch it, before but. you know it bo's doing evo competitions and w- winning <laughs> cash prizes no i'm too old <laughs> too old i'm too old my reflexes are are slowing down yeah um, to all of us no more to worry about yeah. it Anyway, so that's cool. That, that was fun. Yeah. How about? Uh, oh, and then thing. we talked about the Matrix thing. Well, there you go, everybody. A lot of games this week for uh, me and Bo. Yeah, not me. Nope. Played John me. over there playing. But you had a very important one to play. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and Walker is no small thing. Yeah. I mean, I want to witness the wipeout of the entire Potato Head race as well. So I'm looking forward to getting there, and I'll get there eventually. All right. <laughs> potato Ender. Potato Ender. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and and wait. And Potato End. Potato End. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next expansion i like it that's real good all right quick emails that's a good question this one from uh scott not me someone else says just found it interesting that scott spent a very large amount of time trying to get john to be less or sorry a little less inflexible about watching a mass effect show that had shepherd in it specifically with the quote what if everyone said it was really good argument and john even gave uh or eventually even gave a sincere maybe but then not five minutes later Bo and John both suggested Scott try out the dancer class in Final Fantasy XIV, stating that it is actually really good and loads of people think it's awesome. But Scott's reaction was a very hard no. What's up with the hypocrisy, <laughs> says this guy. Um, you know, I'll cop to that. I, I'm, I have a... The idea of a dancer being a cool fighter or a cool like hero type does not work on the front end of my brain at all. Yeah. Um, in practice, clearly people are finding enjoyment with that character in class. Um, it doesn't work for me either, for the record. Like, as somebody whose main class was a dancer, uh, that doesn't strike me as very cool. Now, throwing cool spirally rings yeah. as an attack, that's cool. Yeah. I do I do think that's neat. Yeah. But you are still a dancer. I do have some <laughs> good news for you, though, Scott. Oh, what's that? Front. What's that? Uh, so I I finished Endwalker as a level 90 Reaper. Mm. And I can confirm that the Reaper job is really cool. Yeah. I've really heard, awesome. Heard good things. It has it plays just as well as uh, Dancer does with, you know, some cool mobility business and all of that. And you don't have to be like, I'm a dancer. Like <laughs> instead you get to pull out a big old scythe and look like death incarnate. So, okay. you know, if you absolutely are like, I cannot dance to kill my enemies. Uh, Reaper is a good alternative for you. Fair enough. 
Um, yeah, but I bet he makes a good, this, this other Scott makes a decent point. It is a little hypocritical what I was saying about that. Um, it's not quite like, you know, he, he didn't say there are two very different situations. One's a TV show. One's a game that I'm playing. Um, yeah, so I don't but what think if the dancer is really good? Um, I mean, what if the dancer is the best class and you just, you know, uh, then I would probably end up doing it because, I don't know. I don't know if I would or not. I, I like when my RPGs of any kind, I like to be stuff I think is cool. I just don't think dancers are. Dancers are so fine. You heard it here first. Dancers. Oh, not wait cool. a minute. Didn't you play a hunter? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did with the hunter there. I love the hunter. In fact, right now I'm playing an archer in Final Fantasy, so that'll tell you something. I yeah, like the that's archer. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan wrote in a final email that came to talk to the core at gmail.com. Keep using that address, everybody. Jordan says, hello, I've been a listener to the instance for a while and kept hearing about core on that show. And as Roth Roundtable and decided to give it a shot. I love the shows that you guys put out. It has quickly become my favorite podcast and one that I listen to all day long at my job as a mechanic. Wow. Sweet. On repeat, I guess. My question to you guys is this. Have you ever had a weird experience going to a midnight release of a highly anticipated game? When I was in college, I went to my local mall during the day to pre-order Mad Max, the video game. Was this the NES one? Because someone just gifted that to me. Look at this. I got the this. NES one? Yeah, the Tadpool. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, Look damn. at that. Santa, our Santa thing, or Secret Santa. Wow. We Walkmar sent this that, as a gift, and I've never even played nice, it. That's a nice, that's in good condition, too. It's in great condition. It's. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even have a Nest Mad Max. I don't have a Nest to plug it into, but I abs- I never had this game. I'm, you I can love it. blow in the cartridge, though, if you want. I could. I'm going to do it now. Oh. <laughs> Better. It'll run now. Now it'll run. Uh, he says, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. They also told me that they would be uh, doing or would be doing a midnight release that night and come back and grab it. My college classes ended at 11:30 p.m., so I drove over to the mall, found the parking lot empty, unfazed. I walked into the mall, which was unlocked, only to walk to a GameStop and find the store completely shut. It was a bit before midnight, so I sat on a bench and waited. Then a security guard happened upon me sitting in an empty mall and asked why I was there. He was uh, as he was escorting me out. I never went to another midnight release after that. Jordan. Wow. That sucks. That's rough. Yeah, that's pretty rough. That's not your fault. Um, I uh, the the weirdest one I ever went to was um, a target for no. uh, Yeah. Target midnight release for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The first one. So Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. Back in what, 06 was that? Something like that. And we went there at midnight to get it. Uh, I was getting it on PlayStation 3, I guess. Yeah, that would have been the console I was playing it on. Maybe maybe Xbox, I don't remember. Um, and I was in line to get it, and there were maybe six other people there. There wasn't that many. And right in the middle of us waiting, it was maybe 10 minutes before they released the game, before it was midnight, so, you know, 11.50. And in the door... <laughs> On the other end of the, the store, you hear this door swing open and you hear a guy go, all right, let's do this. And he and we am like, oh, boy, what's going on over there? But when then we just sit in line. Eventually, this guy makes his way over there and he's one of these guys that isn't huge. So he doesn't need to do this, but he's holding his arms out like this and swaying them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Just yeah, trying cool to puff guy. himself up or whatever. <laughs> cool guy. And he came over there and he goes. He goes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Can I get it now? Can I get it now? And this guy goes, oh, we can't do it till midnight. But if you want to hop in line, that'd be great. And he goes. Oh man, I haven't done this in so long. I cannot wait to play my favorite team. And I went, your favorite team. Something's weird here. What do you mean team? You mean, does he mean like uh, you know Americans versus the whatever you know Russians? Or whatever. <laughs> Americans versus the whatever. I, I didn't know what you know like what he yeah. meant. But I'm like, oh well, we're all getting this game. So and then later he's like, oh yeah, because they haven't been great in the last few years. But 
ever since they got coach, what's his name? They've been awesome. So I'm really, you know, he just kept saying this stuff. Is and I went, coach, he was there for a Madden release that wasn't <laughs> happening. It didn't happen. There was no Madden that night. So he gets oh, all no. the way up to that front of the line and had a complete meltdown with the clerk because he oh, was boy. sure that was the midnight release for Madden. Even though while he's in line, posters, cardboard stands, all the marketing material in the world saying Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare everywhere. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Anyway, he was an idiot. So that's mine. I don't know if you guys have any. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I worked a fair share of them where I was the person at the store oh, with the store open at midnight. I did a few of those. Um, the only like the only things that have ever happened weird like related to, to late night and malls and video game releases and stuff is I got pulled over by the cops on my way to get wrath of the Lich King at midnight. Ah! Um, <laughs> and what were you doing? Uh, they said I was speeding and oh, I, were you late to get in line. No, I wasn't even speeding. They, they, so the, the cop pulled me over and he comes up and the very first thing he said to me was, I don't know how fast you were going. And I was like, well, if this ends with me getting a ticket, I'm going to be a little upset because he doesn't even know if I was speeding is the first thing he told me. Yeah, that's um, I, he, I think he just didn't like that, you know, at midnight, I had a bit of a lead foot going off the line, but I didn't go that fast. I usually do drive a little over the speed limit, so mm-hmm. probably. But, sure. you know, if you're going to tell me, I don't know how fast you're going, I'm going to argue it. So um, he, anyway, he didn't give me a ticket. Turns out he could have because I couldn't produce a, a current insurance card at the time. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, Damn. Yeah, um, but, I'll, I'll get you in trouble. But uh, he did. He did let me go with a lecture. So that was that was probably wow. the weirdest experience Price on paid. my way. Price paid. Um, but my best experience was I worked at a GameStop and they were doing a conversion. It used to be a, a software, etc., and they were converting it over to a GameStop and they wanted everything, you know, they wanted everything to uniformly match. So all of our carpet and stuff needed to be changed. And so for changing over the carpet, they said, OK, well, you need people there because what we're going to do is you need to move everything in the store from one half of the store to the other half. Yeah. Then we do the carpet on that side. Then you move everything from that half to the other half. And then we do that half. And then you put everything back where it was. Mm. And they, of course, do this after the malls closed. But it also means you have a ton of downtime where you've got employees hanging out in an empty mall. Mm. And so we <laughs> just started cruising the mall and getting into trouble. And uh, I became very convinced that there is nothing scarier in this universe than a mall that is closed late at night. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it, freaky. You hear weird sounds. Yeah. There are things. You hear people <laughs> walking behind like walls that you're just like, are there people back there? Yeah. There shouldn't be. The parking lot looks empty, but I hear walking. Yeah. And the creepiest thing is, you know, those little machines that you put the coins in mm-hmm. and they move. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. Well, we get to the end of the mall and actually we had another group come back and they went, just walk to the end of the mall. It's the scariest thing. Just go to the end of the mall. So we went down there and, I, and we're trying to figure out because they wouldn't tell us what it was. They're like, you'll know it when it happens. Yeah. And, and so we're just walking around like, what is scary down here? And all of a sudden we hear children laughing. Oh, no. And I was like, OK, that's legitimately creepy. But. You know, I'm definitely more of a scully than a molder. So I'm like, all right, well, what's causing children to laugh? Let's figure this out. 
I go looking and I see those machines and there's mm. one of like a bus. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. So I went walking over to it and I was like, look, kids, kids laughing. And then we hear children laugh and it comes out of the machine again. I was like, see, kids laughing. Yeah. And our mutual friend Ben goes, John, it's unplugged. <laughs> and I look down and the power outlet is right there and the cord is literally laying in front of it. And we all go, ah, and we scream, go running down the mall, terrified. That's so great. that uh, malls are malls are freaky late at night. So that's not a midnight release, but, you know there's a good time to be had in the mall. Yeah. Completely agree on your take on malls being gross or weird at night. They're just weird. I don't want to be, it's like a church in the dark or any, anything <laughs> like whatever you're in. That's the opposite of what it should look like. Always scary. And a mall shouldn't be dark and empty. Uh, Bo, any, uh, any, uh, I've never been to a midnight release. Well, you're the smart one here. Well done. It was always so yeah. dumb. I, like today, I can't even imagine it. I waited over overnight in the snow in November of 2006 for a damn wee. That is the last time I did a like a park in the parking yeah. lot and lay there in a tent thing ever again. I'll never do that again. That was it. I just yeah, I don't want to poo poo or be sound judgy or you know whatever. If you're excited about something, it's cool. But I just always figure I'll get it the next day, and if it sells out, then I'll get it whenever. Like yeah, I know. feel you. I feel you. There's something that I mean, some wisdom. Sometimes you get unlucky and you you wanted to play Final Fantasy 14 on your Christmas holidays and Yoshi P shuts down the servers. I mean, there's probably some <laughs> people who were like me who waited and was patient and now paying the price for not being, but that's very rare in gaming, right? Yeah. It's very rare. That's true. Um, all right, then. Thank you for your emails, guys. Cock, talk, cock. <laughs> cock, talk. Cock to the core. <laughs> Ugh. Cock to the core will get you a very different inbox. Yeah, but, it's not going to yeah. work. You'll uh, be banned. If you're trying to email us, talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address to use. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've made it this far, Lamar, uh, you sent me an email. <laughs> let me know how it went for you. <laughs> I'd love to know what you think of the show. Uh, anyway, talk to the core at gmail.com. A quick reminder that we are supported by you over at patreon.com slash core show. And uh, if you haven't been to patreon.com slash core show, you ought to like Andrea, uh, Andrea T, who's at the Corehound Platinum level and Corey Hodges, who's at the Corehound Platinum level as well. We love you guys and we want more of you there. So please check it out. Find out what you can yeah, get. You plats, you plats are awesome. Plats are amazing. And um, you get bonus content every week. Every time we do a show, there's a whole bonus like audio file that you wouldn't get any other way. So go check it out and support us today. That's patreon.com slash core show. I think that'll do it for us. Now, as I like to do as a tradition here on the show, I like to find out if there's any words of wisdom left in the heads of my two venerable co-hosts. And today we start with John. John, is there anything you'd like to say to the fine people before we go? You know, be ready for everything. The holiday seasons are a trying time. But remember, for as often as life is a beautiful song, life can also sometimes be a beautiful song interrupted by Imagine Dragons. Oh, man, that is deep. I wake up to the sound of something <laughs> in a bar. But didn't they, they're the ones that do that, uh, Welcome to the new day, to the new day. The, the one that Sony used for their PlayStation 4 release. Remember that? It's like, mm. Welcome to the new age or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's them. Uh, uh, Bo, what do you got there? Uh, yeah, before you buy any game, see if it's going to be on Game Pass. It's <laughs> <laughs> practical. It's very practical. I like it. <laughs> it's very good advice. I've done it twice now. And yeah, 
Uh, you're right to, again, yeah, you're right try. to give that advice. I hope people uh, take heed because that's a good one. That is going to do it for us. We hope you're all having a lovely holiday season and that you're staying safe and well. Safe and well? Safe and well is what I meant to say. Saying, staying safe and well. And uh, we'll be back next week <laughs> with at least one more of these before the holidays. So uh, we look forward to that. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.